0: spirit to enter my body (laughs) spirit of podcast the lord of humor approaches (laughs) 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 hang on hang on i can feel it it's warming up i try and if i'm thinking about it i'm like okay on my drive over there i will listen to some like funny podcast or something yeah but a lot of times i just end up finishing an episode of like a true crime something and then i'm like (laughs) you're like oh "Oh." man (laughs) oh boy I was just listening to an episode about the Facebook murders. Oh. Do you remember that? Kinda. It was basically... The short version of the story is that this girl was mad at the this couple in her town and convinced, like, trolled her parents, catfished her parents into thinking she was a CIA agent that was emailing them and convinced them that they had to, like, kill... Oh, my God. ...the couple, and they did? Ugh. Yeah. That's... I mean... Either how convincing are you or how gullible are your parents? Yeah. Because like. Well, because when the police found the emails, they were like, um, this was not written by a CIA agent for yeah. several reasons. Oh. But the grammar mistakes. Oh, my God. Her
1: <laughs> so, parents just wanted to kill.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, so
1: not very convincing. <laughs> like, we need the flimsiest of excuses to kill. We got a single email suggesting we're like, we're on board. How do you want us to do it? <laughs> That's insane.
0: Yeah, so that didn't really prepare me for being funny today. No, but I'll do my best. Okay. What do you What do you do to prepare yourself for recording? Ah, uh, nothing. <laughs> Does it show? What's your secret? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is it apparent? I just kind of go about my life, honestly. I I I too was listening to not necessarily true crime, but I was listening to something was wrong this morning as I was getting ready. <sighs> Every season, if you guys don't listen to that show, you should check it out. But it, I mean, ah, it's one of those two where, like, the first episode, you're kind of like, okay, I know something fucked up is going to happen, yeah. Later, but you're like, all right, getting to know these people, and it's like, obviously, it's important information, but you're also kind of like, come on, come on, come on, come <laughs> on,
0: yeah, give me, give me the dirt, give me the, get to the
1: good stuff, and then when they do, you're just like, what? Yeah, what? And it's never, <laughs> I mean. It, yeah it, they it, they do a really good job of at least for me yeah i'm just like well they're i did not see that
0: coming burying the lead yeah
1: the whole thing is just like it makes you want to just not it's just like no new friends <laughs> like <laughs> no. i trust the people that i know but like <laughs> no new friends <laughs> yes <laughs> that's insane but then of course you get some seasons where you're like this person that i've known for half of my life turned out to not be the person that i thought they were so you can't trust anybody
0: (laughs) i know and a lot of times you think oh it's just gonna be like they had a another partner but Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's just really weird shit that you're like yeah what yeah you have an insane gambling problem and we're secretly in millions of dollars of debt and we're just like normal middle class people how did this happen yeah
1: (laughs) and how did you keep it from me how did i not know yeah, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I was listening to that. So now I'm ready to tell jokes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> jokes. Humanity. Ha <laughs> ha.
1: Got it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything interesting that's happened recently in my life. I sent uh, mail through customs for the first time the other day. Yeah. Which I I'd, I'd just never done before.
0: Do you just go to the regular
1: post office for that? Yeah. And I just, I mean, I, I sent a bunch of Valentines and they all had like just like little chocolates in them and like a pencil and a valentine that i had made and then so just like tiny things but they were in like kind of like awkwardly bulky envelopes because of that but the guy was like you have to tell me how much everything you have to list everything that's in the envelope right and then how much it weighs and then its value i was like 10 cents yeah you know like i was like none of this is worth anything yeah it's it's or just it's silly. priceless because... Right, true. Because it was handmade by me. Yes. And I mean, yeah.
0: By your little meat hands. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's just interesting because I just had never done it before. And I was like, well, damn, now I know why people don't, you know, ship internationally. Because... Yeah.
0: That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and expensive, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. My one and a half ounce package to mail to Finland was $17. Damn. So I can't imagine trying to mail anything with any kind of heft.
0: Yeah. So. Or worth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was that was just interesting. Yeah. He just had me fill out a form.
0: Yeah. I can't remember the last time I went to the post office. I try to avoid it. Oh. I love the post office. It's important for the country. I mean I mail stuff. Yeah. But I just try not to go into just the post going. office. Yeah. Just because it's <laughs> I don't know. It's just a mess. It is.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I have, um, I don't know what the word that I'm looking for is, but I'm like, I feel fiercely loyal to the post office. Well, yeah. Just because my dad was a letter carrier for most mm-hmm. of my life, so
0: I'm like, the post office is good.
2: Yeah, it's, it is it <laughs> Don't good. complain about it. <laughs> it should be there. I'm
0: happy it's there. Yeah. And it's not even the post office itself. It's usually just the people that are in there. Yeah. That are like... I need to mail an elephant to my granddaughter before her birthday. It was yesterday. (laughs) Right. And I have the shakiest
1: handwriting. I can't hear you and I'm not prepared at all. The elephant is mad.
0: (laughs) He does not wish to be mailed. What's the value of this elephant? Yeah. Uh, And then the elephant gets mad. Yeah. elephant is like, I'm worth way more than that. Yeah. (laughs) Elephant's just looking at you
1: like, oh, no, I'd love to hear your number. Let's go. What is it? What do you think I'm worth?
0: Well, anyway, it sounds like our lives are boring. I guess we could just talk about uh, what we're here to do. That's true. Let's do that. What are we here to do? Well, I'm Bucket Snake. And I'm Meat Wedge. And this is a podcast called Replay Rewind. It's about kids' movies that we saw when we were kids and probably haven't seen since. Maybe we've never seen it. Who the fuck knows? (laughs) Sometimes we don't even know. Have I seen this movie? I don't know. Oh Yeah, I don't know. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it we're gonna try and remember it we're gonna go watch it and we'll come back and give you the rundown of what happened and how it happened yeah and why it happened and why and who benefited (laughs) key bono and who was traumatized qui bono qui bono yes
1: i have a question for you ask me a question if you can if you can think of think of one what's like a really just like dumb thought that you've had where you're like oh you just and then we, seconds later, you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that I didn't like." Like I have, I have an example if you wanna.
0: Um, I will say what came to mind, and you can tell me if it fits what you were imagining. Okay. Uh, one time, I was driving, and the sun was too bright, and I used the volume knob on my stereo <laughs> to try and turn down the sun. That's and then I was like, "Perfect." What? Wait! Wait! <laughs> Hang on just a minute. <laughs> that's not how that works (laughs) that's
1: amazing yeah i was driving once and i saw a car it's like a white car and it had like the passenger side door was red Mm. and i was like oh clearly that door like got fucked up and they had to replace it and i was like why don't they ever replace doors with the color of the car yeah and i was like oh they do you just don't know that it's a new door (laughs) because it's the right Oh, no. <laughs> I was just like, what, have they ever- what? That's dumb. That looks terrible. And then, like, I got a mile and I was like, oh,
0: my God. <laughs> yes. So... And I think I've talked about my other good example of that when I was a kid and thinking, how do they have stuntmen for cartoons if cartoons aren't real? <laughs> and then two seconds later being like, oh, no. Uh, oh am I doomed to be stupid for my entire life? <laughs> At least
1: you were a kid. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, when you're you're like, oh, no, that's silly. I'm, you know, but I'm yeah. figuring things out. Oh, that's not, it's not real. And you're.
0: Yeah. It's just very <sighs> funny that I specifically remember that thought process too yeah. of me being like, oh, no, that's not how that works. Yeah. It was a brain growth moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Felt yourself get smarter. Yeah. Which is
1: great. <laughs> that's a good time. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, oh, no, I can feel myself <laughs> getting dumber. <laughs> That's so funny i can't think of i'm sure there are more obviously where it's just like oh (laughs) you idiot but that's the one that stuck out yeah yeah the turning down the sun one
0: (laughs) i'll never forget
1: That's one of those where you just look you just like stare at your radio for a second you're like
2: "Ah."
1: okay okay you're just going to sit in this like a hot tub for a minute yeah, and just yeah. really soak it in and be like,
0: okay, all right, okay, we can move on. I have to tell everyone about this. Yes. <laughs> everyone must know how dumb I am. I
1: feel like that's a good like indicator of personality, too, is if you have that moment and yeah. then you go, you either go, I tell no one of this ever, or you're like, I have to tell everyone immediately. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell the guy at the gas station when
0: I go to get sun chips later. Like, I'm telling <laughs> everybody what I did today. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. That's it's, my personality. It's all or nothing. Yeah. I remember uh, falling down the stairs once in college and I was fine, but I was like in the stairwell by myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nobody saw that. Yeah. I don't have to tell anyone. But then I was like, I'm going to tell everybody. But I'm gonna. <laughs> <'Cause I> can't <laughs> believe I did that. <laughs> just alone in a stairway. Nothing was happening. Yeah. And I just bloop, <laughs> down like three stairs. Why? Why? <laughs> Why, buddy? Why you do this to me? Well, why are we talking about uh, being stupid? Well, we decided, since we've got a pretty good
1: run of real good movies mm-hmm. recently, or at least fun, I don't know, that we were going to do something real bad. Yeah. So we scoured Rotten Tomatoes for some low, mm-hmm. low-hanging low fruit, as it were, <laughs> And we're going to watch The Stupids, which I have never even heard of. Yeah, no, I know. I was seen.
0: We were trying to th- find a a bad movie to do, and we were looking through our list of ideas. And I was like, what is The Stupids? There's no <laughs> way that's good. Whatever it is. Yeah.
1: I, I'm I, like a quick glance at the Rotten Tomatoes to check. I already forget what the score was. I think it's in the low 20s. Yeah. But I didn't recognize anybody that was in it. And from what I read on there, it just seems like this guy's name is Stanley Stupid, I think. And they're all just real dumb. Yeah. And his family. He and his family. And they get into wacky hijinks because Mm. of... They get themselves into, like, real danger because of, like, something dumb that he has done.
0: Oh, okay. I wonder if they pronounce it not... Like stupid, not stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how else could you stupid, stupid stupid <laughs> stupid, I always think of um, Bobby's world. Yeah. Their last name was generic, oh. but they would always be like, "It's generic, generic." Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm certain that this will be very bad.
1: Yeah, I have no hopes. I mean, I have high <laughs> hopes for how bad it's gonna be.
0: I hope it's it's funny bad and not painful bad yeah not upsetting but we'll find out yeah I guess we will
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's all I got yeah me too should we go check it out yeah I guess alright let's go do that okay
0: was a fucking stupid movie it's <laughs>
1: just... uh, so bad
0: like I know that we meant to pick a bad movie right
1: when we knew going in that it was gonna be bad
0: I did not know how bad yeah bad could be yeah this plumbed the depths <laughs> of bad <laughs> ugh it's
1: true like, I forgot that there were books. Yeah, called The Stupids.
0: Yeah, and I I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I looked something up while I was watching it and I was like, oh, a lot of these plot points are from separate books Yeah, and they just put them all in the same movie. Yeah,
1: so they're like, what do you call it? Not cameos, but just like little references. They're like yeah. callbacks to the books or whatever, yeah. but I I remember reading them as a kid. Oh, oh yeah the, having them read to me mm-hmm. yeah and it's just like little things yeah where they like sleep with their feet at the head of the bed yeah and stuff like that and they have a dog named kitty yeah what's the ca- do they ever say the cat's name just, it's probably dog but that's kind of they cute. don't say it in the movie <laughs> yeah um but the books were like fun yeah and these are not no this remember this is not fun
0: remember how much we talked during flubber yeah of like he yes. is yes so dumb that he could not exist, right? And survive, right? This is times fifteen. This is a whole family of that,
1: yeah. Too like it's a it's you know at least he has this woman who loves him for whatever reason because they're both dumb. To like lo- no 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 like uh, oh, sorry like Philip Brainerd yeah, yeah, yeah has like this you know woman who's like looking out for him and loves him and whatever and so it's like well and he has like robots who are you know making sure he yeah. doesn't die. These people don't have that.
0: And they're just surviving somehow. They shouldn't somehow. be alive. No. But they are, and we have to watch it. And the IMDb says, an incredibly dull-witted family unknowingly stumbles upon an illegal weapons deal while on the trail of their stolen garbage. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So we open on a suburban neighborhood. We yep. see these weirdly chrome trash cans. I guess it's just because everything in their life is super tacky. Yeah but whatever yeah. and then we see a mailbox that's painted blue that says the stupids. Yeah. And we go inside their house and again it is just everything that they own and wear and the interior of their house is just tacky as fuck. Tacky,
0: yeah, gaudy, super colorful
1: pastel. But like patterns that patterns that don't go well together yeah. and um it's bad. And he's wearing what is that hat called that he wears the whole know, time? I don't know, but it's like uh, it reminds me of, like, the Music Man, where it's, like, a straw hat, but it's, like, flat, flat on top yeah. and has, like, a structured, like, bill and mm-hmm. has a big
0: ribbon going around it. Yeah. I don't know what you call those, but... It makes me think of a ballot box for some reason. Huh. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But it just looks like your voting day hat. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yes, their house is ugly. They're asleep in bed with their feet at the head of the bed. They're fully dressed, yeah, Mrs. Stupid wakes up excited for the day.
1: Yep, she's like, I can just tell that something great's gonna happen today. So then we see Mr. Stupid,
0: played uh, by Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm. He is outside, fully dressed, crossing things off his to do list.
1: Yeah, he's like, he looks at it and he's like, to do, make a check mark on this piece of paper. And so he checks that, and then it's like cross off this next thing. And he's like, no time for that. And then he crosses <sighs> it out. It's just like, okay. It just really immediately is like it doesn't get any better than this, okay? So just buckle in. And so then he goes out to their trash cans and he's like, oh, they're outside. That's weird. And then his wife comes outside and she's like, oh gosh, I left them out again. My bad. And he looks in them and they're empty. And he's like, someone stole our garbage again.
0: (laughs) I don't even have anything to say. Just like right off the bat, it's like,
1: How... This is a 45-year-old man.
0: Yep. How does he not know... That the garbage was taken out.
1: What... And if it's... They know what garbage is. Yeah. So they know that it is things that they don't
0: want anymore. Yeah. Which is why they... It's garbage. Like... It's why they put it in that specific container. Right. Yes. But then they don't understand that someone else comes and takes it away. They've never seen a garbage man. And they've never, like
1: questioned it up until this point. They just decided today is the day that we go who is stealing our garbage. Not once ever in their entire lives before this moment did they think to question it. They were just like, wow, someone stole our garbage again and he's like, that's it. They can't keep getting away with this. I'm getting to the bottom of it.
0: Yeah, so and so begins. A hour and a half (laughs) of I don't even know. It's just so. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> it's it is indescribably stupid. Well, and uh, like the premise of having people who are dumb and keep like this whole movie, they keep failing up, kind of. Uh, yeah. You know, they keep accidentally succeeding at what they're doing, and like they have these theories, and things keep confirming them. Yeah. But it's too unbelievable, right? Yeah, because of they because would of that be dead. Yeah, like there there are things like people can be dumb and live, you know, yeah. and they can be goofy and it's fine. Right. This is not that. No, it's too far. It's too far. Yeah. D- they would not be able to perform. They can't. They're driving
1: function. I know. There's no way they would have passed a driver's test. No, no way. <laughs> both of, they both have driver's <laughs> they licenses. Can
0: both drive, and, and they forget
1: how to start the car several times. Yeah. And the fact that they have children is like, how did you not murder this baby?
0: How did they know how to make a baby? Not to get gross, but like... Yeah. What? I don't know. It just, it
1: comes and goes where it's like, oh, they're, yeah. Yeah. They're fully
0: dressed. Right. But they don't...
1: So they can get something. They clearly can feed themselves. Their house is clean. They haven't like died of botulism or, (laughs) you know, something that you think would like affect if they're, if they don't like throwing away... Well, they do throw away things, so they understand, like, oh, this is bad, yeah, and I shouldn't eat it, but then also at the same time, yeah, he puts the car keys in
0: the glove box and can't figure out why the car won't start. So, like, what? Yeah, I can't. As children's books, fine. Don't make this into a movie. Right. It's it's as painful to watch these people exist. It because is. Because you're like, they would be dead. Yeah.
1: And I, I'm concerned for them and their children. So,
0: I think... We have to just talk through it. Yeah. Because if we get caught up... Yeah, we can't try to explain or rationalize. (laughs) We're just going to have to go through it otherwise.
1: I know. But even so... I'm going to lose my mind. A couple times where it was like, okay, I have embedded myself in the reality. I'm accepting the fact that these people are very dumb and that, you know, they don't know how these basic social interactions work or... Yeah. Yeah, like they said, like you said, they keep failing up or... There are several like classic misunderstanding conversations where two people are talking about different things, but yeah. the way that they phrase them, they think they're talking about the other thing. Right. Whatever. Well, yeah. Which is... Which, sure. Yeah. But even through all of that, there are times when I'm like, it's just too stupid to be
0: believable. Like... Yeah.
2: I... Uh, ah.
0: So
1: I will try to keep those to a
0: minimum. I know. It's, it's hard because it's not... It's not even fun. Right. You know, it's not even... Ugh, right. It's it's painful, is the word. Yeah, yeah. It's painful. Yeah.
1: So anyway, Stanley says... The, the dad in this family, his name is Stanley. Stanley, stupid. He says, that's it. I'm not letting them get away with this anymore. I'm getting down to the bottom of this mystery. They're back inside. Jo- Joan's like, why don't we borrow some garbage from someone else until we get back on our feet? And he's like, no, that's just what they want.
0: <laughs> so... So, again, (laughs) this is dumb, but this movie is also just, like, hard to follow and weirdly made because they just woke up. Yep. And now it's suddenly nighttime.
1: Yeah. Well, they just did whatever they do during the day.
0: Right. But it is just, it's jarring to be like, okay, we're starting our day. And then he's like, no, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Now it's nighttime. Yep. So it's nighttime. He puts the garbage out again, which that's not how that works. Yeah. So wherever they live, they pick up the trash every day. I guess, and they've never seen it happen. Mm -mm. And he sits there and waits for somebody to steal it. Uh, A couple of cars drive by, a guy walks his dog past, the garbage stays. He falls asleep standing up outside. Yep. In the morning, he wakes up, sees the garbage truck driving down the street. There is, like, creepy music playing. It's, like, foggy. Yeah, it's, like, uh, it's meant to be, like, alien, you know, that feels like like a theremin
1: or whatever. So you're like, oh,
0: no, aliens. The garbage man has on like a gas mask Mm. and a helmet and he gets out, empties his garbage and (laughs) to no one Stanley says, they're getting away. Yeah. I have to follow them. But how?
1: Yeah. There's a lot of like fourth wall breaks in this movie where he, where the characters just like look directly at the camera and talk. Yeah. But not enough of them to make it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he goes in the garage Walks past both of their cars. He sees his bicycle and mm. goes, two wheels. Uh-huh. And then looks at the cars and says, four wheels. And he looks at the wall again and sees some rollerblades and says, eight wheels. So, of course, he deduces, that's the
0: fastest one. These will be quick. And somehow... While he's doing math, the garbage men haven't gone anywhere. He laces up his rollerblades and is on his way, chasing him down.
1: Yeah, takes his shoes off, put the blades on, laces them up, leaves the garage, and we see he's not a very fast skater. So, uh, they just went nowhere.
0: Also, it's clearly not Tom Arnold in (laughs) any scene skating. (laughs) Right. They never show his face while the person is moving, which is very funny. Uh, Yeah, so later that same day, a small child dressed the same way that Stanley Stupid was dressed, comes Mm in with a fishbowl in a wagon because he was walking it. Uh Uh-huh. And talks to a little girl eating breakfast at the table. Okay, I've figured it out. Oh. These people live in cartoon children book reality and the rest of the world isn't. Gotcha. Him walking his goldfish in a wagon? Yeah. Funny. That's a funny... That that can be funny, you know, in a surreal setting. Right. But because these people... ...are in the real world. In the
1: world, yeah.
0: That's why the incongruity, like, hurts my brain.
1: Maybe so. Because there are, like, jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but like this. But they feel so forced. But I mean, it, it is. Yeah. They are jamming them in there. Like, right, right now, because he's like... We get the visual cue. There's a giant fishbowl in a wagon. He took it for a walk. We get it. Yeah. But then he says, have you seen Dad... You know, I woke up early this morning to take my fish for a walk, and it's like well, we don't—you don't have yeah. to cram it in there. But I mean, they are just—but
0: it's a giant forced. fish in a giant fish bowl in yeah. a wagon, and like right. that looks like something out of a illustrated children's book, right? And if the rest of the world were wacky too, sure, right? But that's—that's
1: I mean, that's even the point of the book, though, is that these people are stupid, and the people around them are not, right? But yeah, there's just something about the cartoon nature of the way they dress and the things that they do that it's like, they're just existing in the real world. And it's like, no one has ever talked to them, questioned them. They don't have co-workers or friends. No one's explaining anything. Yeah. The people are like, that's not how this works. You know, we see a little bit of their neighbor talking to him, but like avoiding him, basically. Yeah. So it's just like, they, they just think that they're wacky and they don't talk to them. But like... Do they not? They don't have parents. They don't have yeah. siblings.
0: They don't have. But it isn't even that they're dumb. It's that they exist almost in a different reality, right? That's what I'm saying. Nobody in the world, no one in the world, yeah. has ever
1: spoken to them and being like, "Your garbage just get picked up every day. Like it's just a thing that happens to everybody, right? It's trash." Do their kids not go
0: to school? Right. I don't know. It just, uh, if the whole world were wacky and they were dumb within that wacky world, it would be different.
1: Right. But it's just the regular
0: world. Regular world. Just and going
1: about its day. They're,
0: they're just wacky. I can't think of another word. It's just, they're no. cartoons existing in the real world and they're dumb. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah! Anyway, they realize, the kids realize they haven't seen their dad and they decide that he's been kidnapped and they have to go to the police. But first they have to leave a note for mom. I did not realize that the kid playing, what's the little boy's name? Buster. Buster is the same kid that plays Alfalfa and Little Rascals. Yeah, it's Bug Hall. Yeah, until I saw him writing this note. And then I was like, oh, dear Darla. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. But yeah, they're trying to leave a note for their mom.
1: Yeah. And then we see their cat who is like a claymation CGI cat walking on his hind legs. And they don't interact with it at all. Nope. So it seems a little bit like a fever dream mm-hmm. because nothing else in the movie, except for their dog that we meet later, is animated. Yeah, just their cat and dog. So it's just their animals, and the cat, like, struggles to get up on the shelf and then lays down, but he's, like, walking around on his feet like a people, and they just ignore it. I don't know. The whole thing is just, like, really weird. Anyway, so they leave a note, and she's dictating it. She says, We've gone to the police. Daddy's been kidnapped. We'll be back soon. Signed, your children. Right. And for some reason, what Buster writes is police kidnapped your children.
0: Yep. The and cat. And they
1: go, great. And they leave.
0: Makes a dismayed noise at the camera. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: So then we see Mrs. Stupid, Joan, looking for her family. She can't find Stanley. She can't find her kids. She finally sees the note that Buster left. And she's like, oh, my God, the police have kidnapped my children. Because mm-hmm. that's what it says. And just then the phone rings and it's the police. And he says, Mrs. Stupid, we have your children here because they went to report their dad missing. Right. She does not wait for more information. She immediately hangs up and goes, oh, my God, it is true. And runs to the car. Well, well first she runs straight into a closet. Yeah. And then into the car.
0: Yep. Uh, the cop is driving Buster and Petunia home. Mm-hmm. Joan drives right past them. Stanley is still rollerblading behind the garbage truck. Yeah. Either the truck is going very slowly or he's going very fast. And it only stopped to pick up their garbage and hasn't made any other stop. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he started following them before the sun even came up.
1: Yeah. And he's still... The sun's up now. Like, it's daytime now. And he's still following...
0: So, several hours. Uh Uh-huh. God. Yeah.
1: So, back at the house, Petunia and Buster have been dropped off by the cop. They're looking for their mother, like, in the dryer and in the toilet and under the couch cushions, but they can't find her anywhere. Yep. And then they see a delivery man come up to their door and he leaves a menu for a Chinese restaurant, like, in the door handle and Mm. leaves. And they're like, he didn't even ring the bell or knock. Like, this has to be a sign. You know, this is a message for us. And they go look at it and it's just a menu. But they're like, what does this have to do with dad? And they figure that that's where he... That's where both of their parents are being held. So they hop on their bikes and ride away.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about it more. (laughs) If this had been a fish out of water story because these, the, this family just didn't understand how the world worked, that would have been fine. Yeah. Like the cone heads. Yeah. Like something like that. But this is like, we're supposed to believe that they were raised, grew up, have always existed in this world. Yeah. in society and didn't. And not learned a single thing. But some things they know how to dress themselves and how to drive, but they don't know. Right. They can read. That their mom is not going to be under a couch cushion. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: anyway. Yeah. It's the incongruity.
0: Yes. So anyway. <sighs> Joan is driving. Mm-hmm. Dictating to herself into a tape recorder mm-hmm. saying her husband is missing and now her kids have been kidnapped by the police then she says note to self get a real tape recorder so i'm not talking into the garage door opener she drives past a house where the door garage door opener i guess also works and opens a garage door and a man who's painting goes flying and Uh the paint hits a kid who's spray painting a wall and he says some people are so inconsiderate Uh uh-huh what what also is that a joke
1: also, again, the jokes that are just being like crammed in there are when she goes, note to self, get a tape recorder. That way I'm not talking to the gar- like the garage door opener. So she knows that what she's doing isn't working. She understands that it is not a tape recorder and that it is not recording what she's saying. She says it out loud, but she still does it. She does it to say this isn't working. This thing that I am talking into doesn't do what I think it does. Doesn't do what I want it to do. It just doesn't make any
0: fucking sense. So Petunia and Buster go to the Chinese restaurant, and they think that the hostess's greeting, when she says "just the two of you," mm-hmm. means that they're expecting them. Mm-hmm. Stanley finally catches up to the garbage truck at a red light, and just lays down on the back bumper where mm-hmm. he immediately falls asleep using his stupid hat as a stupid pillow. <laughs> Buster and Petunia tell the waiter to give their parents back, and he's very confused. Yeah, he's like, do you know what you
1: want? And she's like, I think you know what we want. And he's just like, uh, (laughs) can I recommend the cashew chicken? (laughs) And she says, you'll get your cash when we get our parents back. And Buster says, and don't call us chicken, which could be funny. I know. In any other situation.
0: There are a few jokes in here that I was like, (sighs) man. Sickless. Sickless. So Stanley wakes up. Yeah. On the back of the truck when it stops at a gas station and Uh he thinks that he's lost it and then he hears it drive off and so he turns around and sees it and says it's always the last place that you look and then he starts off chasing it again. Yeah. Yeah. He's too dumb to turn around. (laughs)
1: Like that because he's laying on the bumper of this truck. He wakes up. He stands up. He just looks in the direction that he's looking and goes the truck I've lost it. Where could it have gone? It'll be like finding a needle in a haystack at this point to find it. I I don't... Where do I even start? And then it starts driving away and he hears that and he turns around and he's like, oh, always the last... He didn't even do like a full 360. It wasn't like it was behind a wall. (laughs) (laughs) He just looked straight ahead and then was like, it's gone. He's... (sighs) So
0: anyway so anyway at the restaurant petunia and buster are frustrated because they don't know why they've been brought here they have a whole bunch of food in front of them they don't eat any of it the servers come and take all their food away for whatever reason and mm-hmm. hand them their fortune cookies mm-hmm. petunia reads one of the fortunes which they don't understand was gonna have paper in it because mm-hmm. he just eats it buster eats it and it says time flies when you're having fun so buster's like well they must be at the daily times obviously yeah and it's on the corner of fly and fun yeah and buster's like it's not and it's
1: fifth and maple she's like close enough let's go
0: here buster is the smartest of all of
1: them yep and he's not
0: nope
1: poor <laughs> buster hopefully i hope he gets out so now we're at the dump because the trash and stanley have been dropped off yeah how he managed to not be crushed by all of the garbage falling out of the back of the dump truck i don't know but that's not the point stanley is dressed like a bush because he's trying to hide from okay. the guys dumping the garbage.
0: Not even dressed like a bush. He has he's a bush tied to him. somehow found some rope and some branches yeah. and has just lashed it to himself. Yes. And... In no way does he look like a bush. Well, no. he's No. But he starts trying to think like a bush so that he can blend in. And then yep. he thinks about it so well yeah, that he thinks he is a bush. Yeah. And he's like, wow, I have arms. Yep. And I have legs. Yep. I must be the best bush on earth.
1: First, I'm a man bush hybrid, and I'm going to take over the world. He gets very excited, and the garbage men see him doing this, and they're like, "What the fuck is happening over there?" But they smartly (laughs) choose not to engage. Yeah, they they just leave. leave.
0: And then he says, "Wow, they thought I was a bush. They're so dumb." Uh huh. (gasps) So the kids have made it. Yep. To the Daily Times, they lock their bikes to a bus, which Mm -hmm. obviously drags them away and yep. Joan is just driving around the city and happens to see them going into the building so she breaks immediately and yep. causes
1: a huge chain of fender benders yeah like 10 cars just rear end each other one
0: after another and then she's like oh i the police show up or a couple like security guards and she's like oh no the police if they see me they'll whatever so she sees a wig store across the street so she goes in mm-hmm. and buys a wig to wear on her head and then like 45 more wigs to Mm -hmm. put on her body yeah like a big coat
1: yep yeah (laughs) even if you say okay these people are stupid they don't live in the same reality because you and i have talked to people where you're like this person simply does not live on the plane of existence that i live on yes it's very similar it's very close
0: we play by the same rules yeah yeah
1: it, it is degrees off we are just not we're looking at the same thing and we're not seeing the same thing right okay whatever but the rest of the world also this woman causes a car accident and everybody gets out of their car and they're like what the hell lady what's wrong with you don't you know how to drive and they must one person it's a very busy street there's a crossing guard out front of the daily times Uh someone must see her go into the wig store no but they don't not one person sees her to deal with this car accident that she's caused nope like i so I, th- that, you know, it's like other people are also not participating in the
0: world the way that they should sometimes. Yeah. Because this movie doesn't make any sense. Right. So, yeah, she emerges from the wig store. She's wearing a giant pink wig. Yeah, it's lovely. Bunch more wigs on her body. She talks to the police, but they obviously don't pay attention because they're dealing with what the has accident that caused. Her car is still just parked in the middle and of the she's road. she's like, yeah, I fooled them. Right. And then she goes into the building. Which I thought it was very strange that they didn't take this opportunity to make fun of her using a revolving door. I know. Classic. Yeah. Like, people don't know how it's to use... It's that
1: Cluzo gets stuck in the revolving door because his yeah. luggage is in a different section than he is. Like, and he gets trapped in there. They were like, well, that's too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we're not
0: stooping she, to she that would level. She certainly know how to use a revolving door. Right.
1: Yeah. She's walking like a monkey person. Because she's covered in wigs and she's trying to be inconspicuous, but she has absolutely no issues with this revolving door. She just goes right through it.
0: Well, guess what happens next? What? What you expect to happen. A bunch of limos are at the dump. Right. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Duh. The army is there gathered around a big thing under a big tarp. Mm -hmm. And a group of shady looking dudes are there to see what's under the tarp. Yeah. A... Man in a military uniform says these weapons are all American made and have been kept out of your hands, but today I'm gonna help you change that. Yeah.
1: He's I called him the general throughout here. He's a colonel. I don't know if it matters,
0: but it, nothing just matters the, nothing matters just for the future he's None a of colonel this matters the other guy's a lieutenant well he does say that he did this because they refused his promotion or whatever so yeah
1: i just i don't need anybody messaging me and being like actually a lieutenant is above a general and because i don't know and i don't care i did learn something while taking these notes and that's how to spell lieutenant <laughs> because oh. i did it a bunch of times nice got a bunch of it's got too many vowels in it but now yeah. i know how to spell a lieutenant
0: in lieu of tenant yeah yes great so like a squatter <laughs> <laughs> yes if you can't spell lieutenant just spell squatter
1: anyway the colonel pulls this giant tart back mm-hmm. and there's just like behold all of these weapons and
0: stanley just kind of wanders in and in his bright blue powder suit yeah In this moment,
1: and in no other moment in the movie, we get a voiceover from, like, future Stanley. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, I didn't know that, you know, I could tell that I had wandered into something big, but I didn't know that it was going to change the course of my life. And it just happens in this scene. It happens to no other character in no other part of this movie where we get this, like, really weird voiceover.
0: I didn't even think about how that doesn't happen again. Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: So he is, starts talking to these, like, shady looking dudes that are there to buy all of these weapons and goes up to this, like, very big man who doesn't speak English and just kind of growls at him. And he's just like, hey, hi, you know, Stanley Stupid. Like, what's going on here? How's it going? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I've stumbled on something big. There's tens of thousands of people's garbage here. This has got to be, like, the biggest heist to ever get pulled off ever in the world and i'm here to figure it out and get to the bottom of it and the guy is just like yeah
0: he's just a big man and uh now we're back at the daily times yep joan is just also yeah she's being weird at the daily times there's so many times where they're in public in places they shouldn't be and yep. no one says anything she's to covered in wigs so like yeah i would
1: believe it if she were just walking through you know she's nicely dressed she's not doing anything weird right except for the way that she's walking and the fact that she's covered in wigs but if she were dressed normally you know you could look at her and be like well i don't know her but somebody must there's a ton of people right here. yeah this woman is covered in wigs also
0: there are two children in the daily times wandering around no matter how they're dressed they're not supposed to be there because they're not even with an adult right they're just wandering around and joan sees them and is like hey but they're scared of her because they think she's a giant ape woman yeah and she pulls one wig off and is like no it's me mom they're wigs right and they're like oh <laughs> <sighs> uh, back. Ba- back at the dump a homeboy straight up blows up a car with a handgun mm-hmm. stanley starts taking notes mm-hmm. and talking to the very tall man again about the garbage yep I, who the fu- what is he even writing down i don't know <sighs> at the times a woman <laughs> is asking her boss or whoever for help writing an article title and rather than say it out loud like a normal person he's typing it over her shoulder but the point is she's trying to say that HBO is going to get the pilot for two movie or two shows about aliens whatever right. so he makes the title two alien pilots are picked up
1: yeah by
0: local whatever whatever yeah it's
1: a clever title yeah but I'm like it's like oh man there's no way I for sure thought, you know what? Here's one thing that I do have to say about this movie. A lot of times it did not go in the direction I thought it was going to go. Yes. Because I read this, you know, two alien pilots picked up by local news station or whatever. Yeah. I thought for sure they were going to read that and they were going to be like, oh God, aliens are real. They're here among us, whatever. Yeah. It did not go in that direction at
0: all. A very different direction.
1: It went in a way worse direction. Yep. But at the very least... It surprised me.
0: Yeah, so they walk away from their computer, and in the same moment, Buster and Petunia and Joan just sit down. Yeah, nobody says anything. There's a whole office full of
1: people, and nobody looks over and goes, "Hey, what are those two kids and that lady doing?" Because it's Petunia who sits at the computer. Yeah. So again, you know, if you glanced over and you were like, "Oh, maybe she's new and she brought her kids to," what? no. There's a child on a computer. They the woman whose computer this is and Buster and Petunia exist in the same frame. Like she has not stepped out of frame before they come sit at her computer. And so no one in this movie looks around. Nope. <laughs> at their surroundings nope. at all. But so Petunia is like, "Okay. We have we need the password." And they all go, "Hmm." And then Buster suggests knows. And she just types
0: sword nose into a box
1: into the. So the program that she's typing it into is like sending the title and the byline for whatever article. Mm -hmm. So she just types nose into the title. And then next where the byline should go, she types in Stanley stupid. And then she hits enter. And it, of course, sends the title off because that's what it's supposed to do. But they're like, yeah, we're in. So. Then we go back to the dump real quick, which is where we find out that the colonel is like, I'm selling all of these weapons from the U.S. Army to these bad, bad people because they refused my last promotion. The lieutenant, I don't know why he's there, I guess because he's also going to make money. And there's also like 20 soldiers around where I'm like, what are they getting out of this? Yeah. Surely somebody would have been like, hey, this guy is doing bad things. Yeah, But nobody ever no. questions him or whatever. I guess they're just following orders. Mm-mm. Um, But then... One of the guys comes up to the colonel and is like, hey, this man in a powder blue suit has been wandering around and we've ascertained that he doesn't belong to any of these other guys. He's not supposed to be right, here. Right, yeah. What should we do with him?
0: And they're like, oh, he's probably with the CIA. Yeah, they immediately are just like, he's got to be CIA.
1: They look at him through their binoculars. Stanley has gotten himself stuck in an inner tube. And they're like, he's so fearless. He came here without any backup. Also, he must be very, very smart. I don't... <laughs> Again, when you get those conversations where it's like, people are talking about two different things, but it can be interpreted as I'm talking about the same thing. Okay. I'm willing to accept that. Yeah. These two high ranking military officials, which doesn't necessarily mean that they're smart, but you know, they've been around. Take one look at this man who is dressed like he should be making cotton candy at a carnival.
0: (laughs) Yes. And (laughs) he looks like a carnival barker. Yeah. (laughs)
1: watch him get himself tangled up in an inner tube and their first thought is he must be cia Look and he must be super smart how smart he is and not oh this idiot just wandered into the dump and we should go to point him in the right direction yeah why is that their first thought because some of the things in this movie are explained where it's like oh yeah. i understand how that person thought this thing yes I do not understand for one second why these guys think that he is smart in this moment.
0: No, but also, they look at him through the binoculars and talk about it for a minute. Yep. And then they look at him through the binoculars again some more. Uh Uh-huh. This scene is so long. Yeah, it takes forever. They're passing the binoculars back and forth. It's a solid 45 seconds. Right. Of him. Oh, and there's another joke in there because he keeps grabbing the binoculars off of someone else's neck and choking him. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Huh.
1: So, if they had leaned into the colonel and the lieutenant being really stupid as well, okay, maybe. You know, if they were just like, oh, this guy infiltrated our whatever. But, like, he just wandered in. Yeah. And he wasn't being inconspicuous. He wasn't hiding behind stuff. He's literally standing there in his fucking blue suit, not 20 feet from these dudes. Uh Like, and so, I guess they're just like, oh, he must be one of... But do they not know who they invited? Like, I just... I don't understand any of it, and I especially don't understand why they jump to, oh, he must be a military genius with the CIA. I don't know. People just go to the dump sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a stupid place to have a meeting anyway, and it's the
1: middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah. They don't try and make it like a part that's... I don't know. The whole movie is stupid. (sighs) I know. I know that, but I'm just... (sighs) Some of it can be explained away, and some of it can't, and this cannot be explained away why this colonel just goes oh he must be a genius you're you're watching him
0: struggle so back at the times Okay, <laughs> thank you <laughs> I'll be here all day Petunia and her mom and brother are looking at a list of sections for the newspaper and trying to figure out how it relates to Stanley Petunia asks for a picture of her dad to put into the drive so mm-hmm. that they can search for him that's not how that works and then it Fries the computer and the screen says "fatal, Fatal error drive B." Yeah, uh, because that's the error, the drive that they put the picture into. Yeah, I don't know if you all know this. You used to be able to like put things into your computer, like they were like it was yeah. a floppy floppy disk drive <laughs> and like a CD drive. Remember you used those? To wow, have to do it. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't work. It sets the computer on fire, mm-hmm. and for some reason, every computer in the building. Yeah, ends, for some reason, the whole building.
1: Yeah. Like, the whole floor, every computer starts, like, showering sparks and exploding and catching on fire. And they're all like, well, we gotta go.
0: So they do. And uh, they're like, oh, the bike, our bikes are gone. Yeah. And Joan's car is being towed. Yeah. W- wow. And so they run away. Yeah.
1: Again, though, this computer, it starts smoking. And then it blows up. And no one looks at them. No nope. one looks over to go, oh, what? I know with it. In the moments that follow, everyone's computer starts exploding, and so there's chaos. They're distracted, but yeah. Before then, nobody looks over to see,
0: "Hey, what's go What's going on over there?" Nothing. No, no. Also, that every computer just explodes. Yeah, no, right. yeah.
1: They're just all, they're all on a network, but
0: only for like um, physical <laughs> errors. Yes. Not. <laughs> so a truck drives by and drops off a stack of newspapers. Yeah, and the headline now reads. Because this is how that works. Uh-huh. Two alien pilots pick nose. And there's the picture of Stanley that they fed into the computer. Mm-hmm. How? Why? How? Also, why? <laughs> and how?
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: And why is this the front page?
1: Right. It was just supposed to be like an entertainment article about like, oh, these two new sci-fi shows exist now. It somehow ended up on the front
0: page above the fold. Yes front page
1: front page with this picture of stanley that should by no means be in the newspaper because she just crammed it in the disk drive and then it's set on fire. fire and also why did her typing in nose just edit half of the title why did the why did the article not just be called nose but guess what
0: what meat It it's worse <laughs> How could it possibly?
1: I know you. That's what you're thinking. You're like, well, okay, that's dumb. But uh, I don't know how this is possibly going to come back. No, it gets fucking worse because then we see what do we see? A spaceship. A spaceship, and there are aliens in it. Oh, and is it so one was of like, like the TV
0: shows? Right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because then this third alien comes in, and the third makes... alien looks uh, masculine, short hair, uh huh, dressed in a suit,
1: but uh-huh. no, no. It's the subtitles say feminine sigh. So that's how we know it's a lady alien. She brings the two alien pilots the newspaper. Yep. From Earth. Yeah. The Earth newspaper. Yep. And they read it. They're picking their noses. Both of the pilots are picking their noses while they're flying the plane. Uh huh. And then she brings them the newspaper and they read it and they get mad for some reason. They don't speak English, but they read it.
0: Yep. So sure.
1: then they're like blah blah, blah blah blah, and making like we're gonna kill him gestures, and they see that Stanley Stupid is the guy who wrote this article, and also they see his big dumb face, so they're like that's the man we're gonna go kill.
0: Also, besides all of the other questions that we have about this, these are people in suits. It's like weirdly animated CGI claymation suit people. I don't even fucking know. But when they're upset, their pupils contract. Mm -hmm. But they're like a hole. Mm -hmm. And it's so upsetting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have like butthole eyes. I don't know. (laughs) I can't explain why it is even worse. It makes it even worse. Everything is terrible. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) So no, Meat Wedge, no. It wasn't that the headline was about there being aliens and the stupids believed it. The headline was that there are aliens and they're mad at the stupids. They're mad because he wrote
1: a call out article that they pick their noses. Which, for what it's worth, is what they were doing. <laughs> it's not even Why do they have the newspaper? How did they get it without anybody noticing the spaceship? Why do they have it? Why did they read it? Where are they going? Where did where did they come from? What is the point? <laughs> of any of it
0: (laughs) um i'm getting dumber yeah yep because i already watched this movie Mm -hmm. and now i have to talk through it yeah which is just i can feel my brain leaking do you have any interesting i need a fact i need to i need to know something yes something uh to help let me help you i'll give you a couple keep my brain held together
1: yeah so the human heart weighs 10 ounces. Oh, that's cute. An elephant's heart weighs 30 pounds. Oh. A blue whale's heart weighs 400 pounds. Dang. And is five feet long. Wow. That's insane. Good for him. Like a blue whale's heart is as big as some people I know. Yeah. And weighs 400 pounds.
0: Yeah. That's crazy.
1: That's crazy. A blue whale itself weighs 40,000 pounds.
0: It'd be weirder if its heart were smaller though.
1: <laughs> so little, but working like really hard. Yeah, they would have to have like eight. That'd be tight. Hearts in there, just like doing. Does
0: anybody, any animal, have more than one heart? Yeah, octopuses have three. <gasps> hmm. Wow, they fall in love with three separate octopuses. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> All octopuses are polyamorous. Yeah, but they have to be. <laughs> <laughs> you got something else? Help me. Sure. Uh,
1: I got some more uh animal facts. Cows don't actually have four stomachs. They have one stomach that has four compartments in it. Oh. And platypuses don't have stomachs at all. Their esophaguses just go straight to their intestines. Oh. So, they're just a tube. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they're a tube on the outside and they are a tube on the inside, too.
0: Dang. All right. I feel a little better. Let's let's get let's get back to Yeah. It. So the colonel and the lieutenant are saying goodbye to everyone in their own languages including he says cool runnings to the guy from jamaica mm-hmm. cool yeah and then stanley introduces himself they have the classic misunderstanding conversation where the colonel is talking about stanley infiltrating the deal and stanley's there talking about the garbage and the government doesn't even know i'm here stanley says
1: right because the colonel's trying to figure out how he got there who he works for yeah and you know how he's like wow you must be so brave you know coming here on your own without government backup and stanley says the government doesn't even know i'm here right (sighs) which i'm like you're about to get yourself killed there my dude
0: oh yeah
1: he doesn't know it but stanley's like i just need a car because he's just like, well, I found out all I can here at the dump, and I'm trying to go back Yeah, and to just leave. Says, I just need a car. And the general, for whatever fucking reason, is like, Lieutenant, give the keys to my car to this man. And Stanley's like, wow, that's so nice of you. I just needed a ride back into town, but now I have another car. That's so cool. Thanks, buddy. Yep. I'm gonna go now. Yep. And the colonel and the lieutenant are like wow surrounded by the army and all of these people and not you know didn't even blink his resolve is so steely yep and the lieutenant's like why did you give him your car that's weird and he's like well now i can kill him because he has my car or something so he sends that soldier from earlier with the binoculars after stanley to kill him
0: yep so petunia buster and joan have made it back home They decide they can't call 911 because the police are after them and they need more help than that, so they should call 1011. But Joan says, Uh no way, that's not even powerful enough. We Uh need 75,49611. It's a number for a local deli. (laughs) She says she's a housewife and she needs help. Uh Uh-huh. And the guy on the phone says, No problem. This happens all the time what's Uh your address do you like coleslaw we'll be there in an hour and she's like everything's solved yeah we've got the top
1: minds on our the greatest response team in the world is on our side now and apparently their strategy involves coleslaw she says it like it's two different words coleslaw coleslaw did you know that probably not that the word coleslaw derives from the dutch word kooslaw, which is literally just cabbage salad yeah i mean that's what it is and you can have other kinds of slaw
0: yeah that don't have cabbage in them if it's coleslaw it's gotta have cabbage it doesn't have cabbage you can have like broccoli slaw yeah you can have like peanut butter slaw
2: ew
1: (laughs) (laughs) not fun i literally just (laughs) anything that came up while i was watching this movie i was like i'm gonna google that so that i can stop watching this movie for like five seconds
0: so that's fair there you go so as soon as she hangs up with the deli coleslaw man, the phone rings again and it is Stanley because he knows how to drive and also use a phone somehow. And he memorized his home phone number. Yep. And he's in the general's car, which has a phone. He says he's uncovered a lot. And Say Joan is in the colonel's car and he says he's uncovered a lot. And Joan tells him to beware of the drive B. Mm-hmm. And Stanley is like, I don't know what that means, but I'm pretty sure my life is already in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And so the private who is following him shoots the car a bunch, but he doesn't notice. And the gas tank gets shot and there's gas going everywhere. And then he tries to turn the radio down. Yeah. Cause because Joan, Joan, is, Joan like, is like, I can't hear you probably because the car's being shot at. So he's like, okay, let me turn right. the radio down even though the radio isn't on. And he pulls uh-huh. out the cigarette lighter and mm-hmm. realizes that's not the right thing. So he throws it out the window and mm-hmm. it catches the gasoline trail on fire, which catches the private in his car on fire.
1: Yes because it's the 90s and brakes were illegal. So he sees the giant pool of flames, but he just drives right through it. And Woo-ha! Yeah, <laughs> his car goes careening towards a cliff. He jumps out at the last second.
0: The Jeep goes over the edge and it blows up. So back at home, Petunia is like, listen, mom, what's really going on? Is there anything that we need to know about dad? Mm-hmm. And Joan says, actually, yes. You're old enough to know that Stanley used to work for the government.
1: <gasps> he was a courier. Was, for the government.
0: Yes. Do you want to tell this part? <laughs> Since it's uh close to your heart. Yeah, near and dear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, turns out he was just a letter carrier. Very you know, bad at it. Like lots of people were.
1: Yeah, really bad at it. I. It must have been his second day because I can't imagine the post office letting this go on for very long.
0: How did he? You have to take a test to become a, a work for the post office at all.
1: You sure do. There's no way. So, yeah, he sees a letter he gives a letter to some little Asian girls, because they are Asian, and the address is in some sort of Asian language, and he just goes, oh, it's perfect, and hands it to them, and they are clearly very confused. He puts some mail down a sewer grate, because it has the house number painted on it. Okay, that did make me go, huh. Mm-hmm. I, was, I got one ha mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. He puts I- some mail and some packages into a wood chipper, because yeah. it has model number 10 written on the side, mm-hmm. and he reads the address that says 10 whatever whatever street. So anyway, he's, it's just... Flashbacks of him being very bad at being a letter carrier. Yeah. And then we see him back at the post office sorting some mail and he sees a bunch of letters that have "return to sender written on them.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: And he's like, wow, tons of them. Why do they all say return to sender? Who is this sender guy? So he goes in to see his supervisor and says, this guy, sender, is getting everybody else's mail. It's a huge conspiracy. We need to launch a full-scale investigation. And instead he gets fired. And Joan is like, and they never told him why. I'm like, there was a whole Elvis song about it. Yeah. Like, Also, his
0: supervisor could have just been like.
1: Yeah, before he leaves been like, wow, um, this just means that it needs to go back to the person who sent it. Yeah. That's where you should have been putting them all this time. Also, how have you not encountered this yet? Unless it is literally his second day. Also. Yeah, but they like <laughs> train you. Yes. I mean, I know this is probably not a thing that you would get trained on because they would be like, you should
0: know that, should but know. I'm sure they do.
1: But yeah, just be like, hey, they, yeah. this, this is how we handle stuff that says return. This to is where that goes. It. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need to put it in this box but, so that it can be sorted properly.
0: Yes. But the kids are like, oh yeah, he got fired because he knew too much. Mm-hmm. You know too much. <laughs> <laughs> so the colonel gets a phone call, wants to know if the target's been neutralized. The lieutenant says, No. He's got moves and blew up their car. He's so smart, amazing, wow, good job, yeah, fantastic. We we
1: underestimated him. We are. He's clearly an incredible assassin.
0: So the colonel says, all right, who do we have in special ops? Send that guy. Mm-hmm. The assassin. <laughs> and the lieutenant pull up to the gas station. The assassin says, wow, I can't wait to add another one to my collection. And he has stamped on yep skulls on his forearm Uh uh-huh that are supposed to look like tattoos i guess Mm -hmm. of how many people he's killed that's how special ops works Uh uh-huh so yeah stanley has pulled over to put gas in the car because all of the gas leaked out right and he tells the guy to fill her up and the guy's like you know you have a hole in your gas tank and the guy he says uh no that's where the gas goes (laughs) and so the guy (laughs) Puts a piece of gum in the hole and then just fills it up and Stanley's like, I'm gonna go get freshened up and goes around and sprays himself with water and Uh then uses the air for the tires to dry himself off. Uh Uh-huh. The assassin goes to get him. Yep. Accidentally chloroforms himself. Yeah, because
1: he's holding the chloroform rag out and then Stanley's blowing the air and it like, whoop, blows right into this guy's mouth and he makes sure to take a couple of good deep breaths. (laughs) before he pulls it out of his mouth anyway he gets knocked back into this stack of really big tires and gets like covered up by them and then stanley like goes along his merry way goes back to the car uh (laughs) calls the dude who's like this is the same age old timer yeah (laughs) guy's like no problem wait what (laughs) but um gets in his car drives away yep then the assassin wakes up After, like, five seconds, which is also not how chloroform works. No. And when he's trying to stand up, accidentally stabs the tire that he's sitting on with his, like, secret wrist knife, Mm -hmm. which sends him rocketing up into the air. That's not how tires work. Which, again, yeah, it's not attached to anything, so it's not full of air. Yeah. It's
0: literally just rubber.
1: Then he lands back down on a bunch of chickens for some reason. And there's a lot of chicken squawking and feathers everywhere. And the lieutenant sees all of this happen, and he's just like, my god, The mind on this man that we have, you know, that we're dealing with is just, he's just blown away by the smarts.
0: And yeah, the colonel says, all right, we got to get the explosives expert. So Mm -hmm. a dude on a motorcycle rolls up, sticks a bomb to the car and then drives off. You really don't have to be an expert to do that, but that's fine. Anyway, just then, Uh a bee flies into the car What? and is bothering Stanley. Oh, that's cute. And Stanley says... Go away, you darn bee. Can't you see I'm trying to drive? That's how Stanley talks. Uh Uh-huh. And then he looks at the camera. Yeah. And what does he say? He
1: he says, oh my God, the drive bee.
0: (gasps) So he pulls over. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's the bee. It's going to get him. Yeah. It's going to cause a fatal error. He tries to fight the bee, Uh smacks it with his shoe, and Mm -hmm. then the entire car explodes because the bomb was on it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. A little ways away, we see the lieutenant and the explosives guy watching, and they're like, "Okay, he's dead. No one could have survived that blast." And then we go back to Stanley who is not dead. In fact, he's not harmed at all because for some reason the front 25% of the car didn't explode. Yeah, it's fine. Um and he is just standing there and mm-hmm. he's just like, "Wow, what a well-made shoe." And then he puts it back on. So, now he takes a taxi home he's so excited to get there he's eating the grass because he's just like wow it's nice to what a day so good to be back home and then a guy comes out and is like what are you doing in my grass and he's like i buster he, is that you I've he thinks
0: that the old man is his
1: son gone for so long and he's like stanley you live next door and then stanley's like call me dad
0: and then Buster comes out and says, Dad! And Stanley says, Wow, what a day. This day just keeps getting weirder. So, so he goes back inside, uh, gets the family together, and begins to explain that Mr. Sender is behind all of this. Yeah. And so we cut to the only good part of this movie. Yep. And I use good loosely. I think just good in comparison. Oh, it's bad. Because it's still bad. But I was thinking during this part, if this were actually what was happening... Yeah, it would be fun. The movie would be much better.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting if, yeah, if this is what was happening and he accidentally stumbled on this
0: huge conspiracy. Like, if he was stupid, but he actually knew more than everyone else. Yeah. That would be funny. Yep. Yeah. I, w- I still wouldn't like this movie, but no. that idea is funny. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's going to happen. Mm-mm. We are going to see Christopher Lee. Yeah. Sitting on a throne. In a place that looks vaguely like hell. Mm-hmm. Reading people's mail as it comes down to him. And he burns it.
1: Yeah. It's just like, well. He's just reading. Oh, sorry, Jenny. No one's coming to your wedding. Yeah. Like, he reads like a a letter from a man that's like petunia or not petunia but you know so and so if you still love me like meet me at the and he just like sets it off but you know yep. so all of this mail that's being returned to sender is coming to him and yep. then we see the cop from earlier that kidnapped petunia and buster yes and he's like this is your most evil scheme yet mr sender you know getting all of the mail sent back to you so that people are in chaos like how are you ever gonna top this one And Christopher Lee says, I'm going to steal everyone's garbage. Think about it. If there is no garbage, then hefty bags and garbage cans and garbage trucks will have no purpose and the world will fall into chaos, which doesn't make any sense. Even if you're, I know none of this makes any sense, but even if you're in Stanley Stupid's brain and you think, oh, I put my garbage in the bag and then someone takes it he makes new garbage every day because he says, oh, our garbage got stolen again. again." And so there would still be a need for hefty bags and garbage cans and garbage trucks because you're just making new garbage all the time.
0: So Sender tells this cop, your job is to kidnap anyone who stands in my way, including children. Oh, no. And the guy from the Chinese restaurant is watching through the window and he's like, we got to stop him. Uh Uh-huh. At the restaurant where everyone who works there is standing around injecting soy sauce into the tiny packet uh uh-huh. <laughs> that's the only part that made me laugh because that's <laughs> such a goofy idea <laughs> at the end of the night they just have to stand They're around just, and... yeah with their little gun like... yeah the uh, amount
1: of soy sauce packets that are in this yeah. scene is impressive
0: it's a lot yeah But they're they're standing around, they talk about how it's not their fight and they have too much to do. But the Mm -hmm. delivery dude is like, yes, but there's one brave soul who can help. A guy I worked with at the post office. He's got guards stationed outside, the crossing guard, and the cop we saw earlier. And then he calls the garbage men, who say no one suspects anything, unless that bush had ears. Ha ha ha.
1: Yeah. That... (laughs) Sorry, that was just very confusing. It it's is Mr. Confusing. Sender who is like, oh yes, who has the guards like we see the crossing guard. So it's just it's just Stanley like pulling in all of the people that we have met so far, and yes. he's like, here's how they're related to this. Conspiracy. Yes, he's explaining it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is what I just did. Poorly. Yeah, it just, it just it just made it sound like the guy at the Chinese restaurant was saying that he had guard station outside. Well, anyway, that's how it was typed. It's true. <laughs> oh yeah. So then the cop comes in and is like. Mr. Sender, Stanley Stupid has discovered our secret. And Sender is excited because finally someone with the intellectual wits to like, he's like, great, a worthy opponent. Yeah. And then he's like, release the drive bee. And there's like a whole thing where he has to like, there's a bee in a little box and he lets it go. and It, it is a whole thing. Out it. Like it, it's a production where it's like in a wall and it's on a convey. It's so much.
0: Yeah. And Christopher Lee is wearing very long nails. And yeah. I did enjoy how campy this part was because he was like doing like flaily things Yeah, flair he's
1: great and the fact that he like leaned in so hard when he was like a very serious actor is just like good job Christopher Lee more of the movie should have been like this yeah
0: because that's all of it because we've cut back to the stupid family where Stanley has made a whole chart Mm -hmm. and like a string board but not quite like a brainstorming thing yeah, a brainstorming and they can't trust the police or the press, so they'll just have to deal with it themselves. Yep. He says it won't be easy, and Petunia has a phone book and says, Hey, I found a guy named Charles Cinder, so let's go get him. Mm-hmm.
1: You want some more facts?
0: Yeah, I need them. Tell me a fact.
1: The tallest man who ever lived was an American named Robert Wadlow who was 8 feet 11 inches tall. He was so close to being 9 feet. That's Aww. such a bummer. You got to think that, like, if your life already has to be that hard. Yeah. Because, like, I'm sure that he, like, suffered. Being oh, eight, yeah. You know. Like, could I just have been 9 feet? Could you not just have given me that? You got to make me 8 feet 11. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just tell people I was 9 feet tall. I would, too. It's close enough. You, gonna, you can come up here and measure? No. Nay. The currently tallest living man is 37 from Turkey named sultan Kosen, Mm-hmm. and he's eight feet 2.8 inches oh uh. he set the record in 2009 and the oldest person to have ever lived whose age could be authenticated yes was a french woman named jean-louise Calment. she was 122 when she died damn fucking wild i would be like please let me go right i'm I guess you just
0: hang out right what do you do all day
1: I don't know. I mean, I think at a you've certain you've been elderly point,
0: for fifty
1: years. Right? <laughs> truly, yeah. If you think like yeah, seventy to one hundred and twenty-two. Yeah, you've Not been so long
0: to be old. The senior discount longer than you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly, because I think you get that at like
1: fifty-five. Yeah, you can start eating. Yeah, that's oh my god, it's so true. I don't know. I think at a certain point, you just. Because I think for a while you'd be like, man, I really wish I could just uh, shuffle off this mortal coil because everything hurts and I'm tired. But then you reach a certain point. You're like, well, damn, can I make it another day? Yeah, just see how much further you can go. How far can we push this baby? <laughs> like, give me one more. Let's do it. All right. Uh, it's it's
0: day again. <laughs> yep, we're doing it.
1: Yeah, 122 sounds miserable. I mean, I guess, you know, if you had a lot of money and, you know, you were being taken care of and I guess, you know, you'd you're having a good time i don't know but i mean at 122 everything's got to be broken you yeah. know like can't see can't hear do you do you know where you are i don't know I don't know really really depends on your quality yeah. of life and i can't imagine that it's great god anyway 122 i don't know if i liked that fact that is four times our current ages
0: oh we gotta do this three more times well I almost wonder if you know how the older we get, the faster time seems to go. That's true. I wonder if she was just like, I'm 122. I was just I just turned 100 2 weeks ago. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. It just gets exponentially faster. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Why possible. I don't know anything. I do know that the stupid family all piles in their car but Stanley doesn't have the keys and that doesn't stop him from trying to start it and he's like, "Well, I've got to give the car mouth to mouth.
1: Uh-huh. <sighs> he's like pantomiming trying to turn the ignition, but he doesn't realize that there are no keys in his hand. And Joan says, oh, the battery must be dead. And he's like, well, it was alive this morning. No, <sighs> he says the battery must be dead. And she says, it seemed perfectly healthy this morning. Yeah, so healthy. He says, I'm, I'll have to give it mouth to mouth. So the dog the claymation cgi dog comes out while he's doing that and has the keys and is trying to wiggle them at him and be like hey i have the keys uh-huh. but he's like no time kitty i have to perform this life saving procedure so he opens the hood of the car and
0: Put- puts, puts his, his mouth. mouth on it yeah on the battery
1: and it shocks him
0: Uh-huh. yeah he should die but he doesn't mm-hmm. but while he's surrounded by little lightning bolts animated lightning bolts he has a moment of clarity where he realizes everything that he's doing is dumb and it doesn't make any sense and he needs to not do it and he has to stop doing this immediately and Mm -hmm. hopefully i don't forget once the shock wears off and Uh then the shock wears off and he forgets yep but he does get the the keys from the dog and uh he drives off
1: yep Mm -hmm. and the dog's like i tried it's like no you didn't (laughs) but whatever (laughs) Uh, Right as they pull away, we see the guy from the deli earlier with the coleslaw coleslaw, show up with their food and then is like, how are you going to order food and then just drive away? That's rude. Yep. So now we're at the museum,
0: which is where Charles Cinder's wife said he worked. So that's why they went there. They pull up and it's closed. Uh Uh-huh. But they climb through a window and they well, they split up and then Joan and Buster climb through a window.
1: Yeah, it's just unlocked. and. Yeah. She just like flashes her whole butt at him, but that's fine. Whatever. So they have fallen and they're wandering about and they are immediately are like, hey, there's his office. Cool. That took two seconds. Yep. Stanley and Petunia have wandered into the planetarium and the lights go out and they think they that they have died.
0: They're dead!
1: Yeah. This is a... There's an entire book called... I
0: know! the
1: Stu- I'm not telling you! <laughs> there's an entire book called The Stupid... St- Listen, Bucket Snake. We can't let this movie tear us apart we have to be That's strong That's what they want
0: <laughs> they want us it's to fight what they want <laughs>
1: can't play into their hands i almost said we can't let it drive a wedge in between
0: us. <laughs> oh no it's getting to you too i know yeah so one of the books in this
1: series is called the stupids die because they experience a blackout and they think that it means that they have died so yep thank god they made sure to put that reference in here because fans of the stupids would have been pissed had it not been included so petunia and stanley think that they have died and then petunia finds a switch and it turns on all like the stars and shit and they're like wow we're in heaven how lovely and they hear someone coming but and stanley's like yep that's it that's our maker it's time to meet god yep but it's just the janitor and his name's lloyd
0: are you the lord
1: actually it's pronounced lloyd
0: uh Joan and Buster have gone into Mr. Cinder's office, which was just opened, and they find a picture of him surrounded by a bunch of kids. Uh-huh. She picks up his planner for whatever reason and goes to find Buster, who's wandering around the museum and has found an elevator, and he goes in and thinks it's a time machine mm-hmm. and just starts pushing buttons. 4321 B C and then the door's shut and he's immediately scared and he yells for his mom and his mom sprints down the hallway and makes it in at the last second. Yes
1: hooray yep and then when the doors open they're surrounded by giant plants and they're like oh no we've gone back in time to the land of the dinosaurs and then we see stanley and petunia who are just kind of sitting talking to lloyd shooting the shit yeah they're excited to meet him they're a big fan of his work Yep. and he's just again dumb misunderstanding conversation where they're like, "We're so happy to meet you. We're so impressed with the work that you do." And he's like, "Man, I feel like nobody even knows I exist around here. So it's nice to meet people who appreciate it." And they're like, "Are you fucking kidding? Me?
0: <laughs> Not worth talking about. <laughs> moving on." <laughs>
1: Joan and Buster are wandering through the dino exhibit and they're like, don't wake up the dinosaurs. They look like they're starving uh huh, because they're skeletons. Oh, my God. And then they find a caveman exhibit, which has a little plaque in front of it explaining what is going on. But Buster steps over it, picks up a club and is like, oh, it seems to be made of styrofoam. And then she's like, we got to get out of here. So he's (laughs) like, wait, primitive styrofoam. Before we go, he takes out a giant bright orange marker pen that he was just carrying around for some reason and writes buster on the side of the cave he's like one day when people learn to read this will be the first word that they read and they'll think i'm some sort of god and everyone will worship me and it'll be i'll be the first recorded word ever and jones like buster and he's like getting mad with power and this is where i learned that in america you spell the word worshipped with one p which seems wrong yeah it looks wrong it does it looks like worshipped
0: yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No, it's supposed to have two.
1: I agree. Same thing with the word cancelled only has one L in America and it has two L's in
0: British. Oh, English. Okay. That's I always spell it with two L's and I it always corrects it and I'm like, huh. That's because you're an American and yeah.
1: we're trying to save time and money on okay. our telegrams.
0: B R B. A-F-K-L-O-L.
1: It is kind of interesting that we kind of came back around to that where it was like, you know, we had telegrams and we were like, well, don't spell donut with all those letters in it. I don't know why you're sending telegrams about donuts, but, (laughs) you know.
0: Would you like a donut?
1: (laughs) Check yes or no. He's like, I can't spell donut with a U and a G and a H in there. They don't need to be in there. And so we took them out. So, I mean, I understand taking out letters to save time yeah. in the telegrams. And then 100 years later, we did it again because we were like, listen, every text message that I send costs 10 cents, and so I can't be putting in all these extra letters right? Yeah, to make it too... It's just, you know, yeah, time is a flat circle.
0: <laughs> sure is.
1: It doesn't make any sense, though. It doesn't explain why we use Zs instead of Ss for words like realize
0: and organize and stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's just to be weird. I'm sure it has something to do with, like, printing something i don't fucking know stanley and petunia are still talking to lloyd Uh more classic double speak misunderstanding stanley says it's really nice to meet you but i'm afraid we've arrived too early and lloyd says it's true you're not supposed to be here right and lloyd says i've enjoyed talking to you but there's work to do right stanley says so our mission is important and lloyd says nothing but points at the exit he's like yeah just go out that door and then you know you'll be on your way
1: yeah get out of the museum crazy people and then yep.
0: petunia kisses
1: him on the cheek which is kind of strange mm. not for her to do because she thinks he's god but weird for him to like allow to happen because yeah. she's just a strange girl in the museum way too early Yep. but they say you know do you have any parting words of wisdom as we're leaving? and he says yeah when you're done chewing your gum throw it away because i spend a lot of my time cleaning up gum
0: and they're like you got it sir stanley says i will fight that to my last breath mm-hmm once outside, the stupids have found each other, tell each other what happened on the inside. Mm-hmm. Petunia gives Stanley Cinder's planner and they read an entry for that day because at least they know how to tell what day it is yeah. and read calendars. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, he's going to be at the Channel 3 news station at 1 p.m. Yep. So let's go there because it's almost one do it. Yep.
1: So they do that. They get in the car. They go to the news station. There's a girl in her car out front of the news station who is trying to light a cigarette. And they crash headlong into her, which explodes her airbag, which blows her face off. And they go, nope, they don't even notice. They get out of the car and they go inside. And then we see her and she's just like charred and her hair is
0: blown back. Yeah, they get out. They're like, well, we've arrived. It doesn't make any sense, also, how much this car has been, like, run into and fucked up. Yeah. Because they're not good at driving, because they're stupid. Right. But at the beginning of the movie, the car was fine. Right. You know, like, if they're bad at driving, they should have already had a beat-up car. Right. But it's fine.
1: Also, the fact that she was... Wait. Which car are they in now? This isn't the one that got towed earlier. So they're just in a different car. No... Because they had two cars, and then he also has the colonel's car. The colonel's S- car got blown up. Right. Yeah. So her car got towed, but they all ended up back at home.
0: Oh, so they are just driving their other car. So they're car. driving the other car. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, it should be beat up as well. It, it should too, yes. Unless yeah. they just bought it, because they're constantly smashing cars. But also, where do they
0: work? I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. <laughs> anyway, they get inside the news station, and they start to look for sender. A news anchor is interviewing <laughs> <laughs> why news <peppers. laughs> what have i become <laughs> a news anchor is interviewing cinder about how he's going to pick up some olmec heads for the museum and Actually, this interview is kind of cute because the newscaster was, like very actually interested in him yeah. talking about the museum. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, is that why our museum is like so profitable and is doing such a good job?" And yeah. he's like, "They're both very passionate about it." I yeah, you must be a great curator. You must be highly sought after. And he's like, "Yeah, they're on
1: loan from a bunch of different museums, and they're all coming here, and we're gonna make it's very cool." And then somewhere in the middle of it, Buster's little face just like pokes up in front of the camera.
0: And nobody does anything about it. No, and they're in the same room with Cinder. Yep. And they don't even see him, I guess. I, nope. don't, I don't know. I don't understand that. Petunia and Joan run into a guy who's supposed to be making a delivery, which in any other movie, I would think that the delivery guy is maybe like a cameo uh huh, or a reference to something. Nope. This guy just is. Yeah. Here. Because the way that it's like, I don't know, the way he pops up, it feels like he should be like, oh, look, it's someone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not okay. Uh-uh. Uh, as far as
1: I know, I mean, I didn't look into it, but it didn't feel like anybody.
0: Yeah, no, you know, um, this is yeah, just a guy. Yep, and he's like, hey, I can't find Doug. Right, I need to give him this package. Can you do it for me? Here's my press pass or whatever. Yep, and so he's like, he's the give it to the fat guy. Yep, or whatever. You can't miss him. Yeah, and she's like, okay,
1: so then now he has a backstage pass which i he it doesn't even have him be like i've really got to run I'm behind on deliveries or anything he just goes it'll really help me out thanks a billion but it's like who is this why does he have to leave so urgently like it is his job it could and whatever so anyway they try to wander off somewhere and some people are like you know you can't go back here but then the guy sees their press pass and he's like you can though because you yep. have this pass and he yep. allows them in. Stanley and Buster are also backstage but for some reason did not run into these obstacles.
0: No. So they were just that's allowed fine. back
1: there. Uh they're wandering through a hallway Stanley says to Buster be on the lookout for anything strange which what is their metric of strange? Uh men wearing makeup. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, Buster looks through a tiny window in a door and says there's people putting makeup on men in here and stanley goes bingo which i'm like don't be gross stanley
0: you being gross but they go in and they're immediately taken for parts of whatever show it is probably because of how they're dressed uh-huh. they look like they're supposed to be on something yes so now we're seeing an interview on the late, late show yeah and it's jenny mccarthy being interviewed about the show that she was on that got canceled uh-huh malibu beach detective yeah she's trying to she's trying to tell a sad story about her show being canceled but the applause light keeps going off at the wrong time yeah and she is insulting insulted
1: yeah this is my favorite part of the whole movie
0: (laughs) because jenny mccarthy sucks yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i was like i know this is fake but i'm glad that she's sad about it
0: yeah So
1: anyway, we learned that Petunia is actually switching the applause light on and off. And she's just like, Mom, I can't get this light to work. And her mom's like, let me try. And it goes on for way too fucking long. So long.
0: They're Uh, in a room where there is light. mm -hmm. There's no reason to be messing with a light switch anyway. People around that should come up to them and go, what are you doing? Stop touching that. There should be somebody working the switch. Uh Uh-huh.
1: But there's not. Um, there's nobody there, and she also sets down the package that she was supposed to deliver and writes, give this to the fat guy, give it to the fat guy on a big piece of paper, which turns out to be a cue card, and then the guy grabs them, so a guy comes up who works there and doesn't go, hey lady, who the fuck are you? Stop touching shit. Uh He just, again, it's like they're ghosts. This movie would be (laughs) better if they were ghosts. Stupid ghosts. But they're not. So he grabs the cue cards, takes them over, uh, it implies that his next guest is a fat guy. Ha, ha ha! It starts a fight and they're still fucking with the applause light. So everybody's clapping at this fight that's happening. It's great.
0: Guess what happens next? What? <sighs> Stanley's on a talk show about weird families. Mm-hmm. And when it gets to him and the host is like, what's weird about your family? Mm-hmm. He says, well, I'm my own grandpa. Uh-huh. And then he sings a whole song. Uh-huh. An entire fucking song. Yeah,
1: I was just thinking that this movie needed a musical number.
0: The crowd participates. Uh-huh. Everybody's having a great time. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it's not even technically like a musical number because that means that like everybody's involved and like they don't know and it advances the plot around. This is literally just Stanley Stupid on television singing, I'm my own grandpa for no reason an entire song he doesn't go oh i think i'm in the wrong room i'm looking for mr sender there's a garbage conspiracy he just starts singing i'm my own grandpa and everybody gets into it and then the song ends and the lady hosting the show is like haha we'll be right back (sighs)
2: so
0: it's like live i guess i need effect okay (laughs) because i think uh step one of being thrown off the edge was the aliens and then this musical number has sent me even further. First, ah. I went off the cliff, and now I am below. I'm I'm heading toward the Marianas Trench. Did you know that
1: Google was almost called Backrub? Oh, <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> yeah. When the two dudes whose names I already forgot were initially developing it in their little garage or wherever they made it, they called it Backrub.
0: Do you think? And then they changed it. If it were still called that. We would say it would be as popular.
1: Let me back rub that real quick.
0: (laughs) I bet people would say, let me rub it. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, just rub it. I give it a rub.
1: I got to believe that they they called it that. And then the second they were like, well, just back rub. No. Oh, no, we can't. We can't put that out
0: into the world. Just give it a back rub.
1: That would be terrible.
0: All right so the army guys are still a part of this movie yep and they're talking about the the trade that they're gonna make with the weapons and they turn on the tv to see stanley singing and they're like well shit i thought we killed that guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But he's not dead wow incredible so stanley finishes the song they just run off of set you know she's not like hey i thought you were a part of my show where are you going he just leaves they run out they see Mr. Sender getting into the elevator. They somehow know that it's him. Oh, because the anchor from before was like, What a great interview, Mr. Sender. It was yeah. so nice to meet you. Thank you for your time. And he's like, oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Stanley says, Mr. Sender, we meet at last. But he says, I don't have time to talk to you. I'm taking over the heads of a dozen foreign countries. Which he means all
0: Olmec heads, but this is the weirdest way to it's say it. It's a stupid
1: it. way to say it. Yeah. The conversations before where it's like You know, I actually almost kind of liked the one between Stanley and Lloyd where he says, it's so nice to meet you, but I think we're here a little too early. Yeah. Because Lloyd genuinely is like, yep, the museum is not open yet. Yeah. He doesn't say that out loud. He just says, yeah, you guys aren't supposed to be here. So it's kind of cute. If you think that he's God. Yeah. It's It's a little
0: like somehow that scene is a little witty. Yes. That's all though.
1: No one would say no time to chat. I'm taking over the heads of a dozen foreign countries. He would just go i'm late i gotta go i gotta go sorry i don't know you or let me hold the elevator for you and we can fucking talk in the elevator because you know that's fine also why doesn't buster think that this elevator is a time machine he just knows it's an elevator why did he not know oh, that the other elevator was a fucking elevator
0: that. your voice is getting so high it's great i'm gonna burn something down <laughs> um but yeah buster says if that's him why doesn't he have any bodyguards and and stanley's like oh they're here you just can't see them and then a bunch of army guys s- snatch Stanley and separate him from Buster. Yeah, they drag him into the elevator. And again, not to
1: harp on this theme, but Buster doesn't go, oh, no, they're going to take him back to the 1850s. He just goes, Dad, oh, no, and starts kicking the door. (laughs) (laughs) Dad! Petunia and Joan catch up to him and he's like, the guys took Dad. So they chase after Stanley. They go outside. Stanley is being dragged into, like, a little jeep surrounded by army dudes. They jump into their car, which, for some reason, there are no The lady whose car that they slammed into and exploded her face, she's gone. Yeah. But their car is still just parked the wrong way in front of the museum. No one has... And it's fine. In front of the
0: news station. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there. They get into it. They drive
0: away. Yeah. So the colonel and the lieutenant have tied up Stanley, but Mm -hmm. they're gonna let him be killed by somebody else. Yeah, they're late to their big old weapons trade. Oh, yeah, to their trade. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... Joan and the kids are trying to drive onto the army base, but obviously they're like, well, you're not in the army, so you can't be here. Right. We're the first people to notice that you can't be somewhere. Uh Uh-huh. And so they're having this whole conversation in the car where Buster is like, well, if we form our own army, then we would be allowed. So they decide that they have to form their own country. Yep. So that they can form their army. Yep. And Joan is like, oh, we can call it stupidia. Uh Uh-huh. And they're just sitting in the car outside the army base having this whole conversation and voting for who's going to be the president. Mm-hmm. Nobody walks up and is like, hey, you got to get a move on. This is a controlled area. They
1: drove far enough away, I guess, that they were like, well, they're no longer a problem. Well, they and just Well, the three of over. them
0: are there because they're worried that Stanley is about to be murdered and they're just sitting outside just being goofy. Well, this is the logical next step. They're not being goofy. They're taking this <laughs>
1: very seriously that they have to create a new country. And that means laws and bylaws and, you know, a flag it's a very serious business, uh, starting your own country, Bucket Snake. I don't know if you've ever done it, but.
0: What would you name your own country? Oh my god, I have no idea. Meat Wedgia. Stupidia. Meat Wedgia. Stole my idea. Meat Wedgia. Dino Hatton. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so Stanley is being threatened by a guy with a gun who is chewing too much gum and then he spits it menacingly on the floor mm-hmm. of this office building. Yep. And Stanley remembers what the Lloyd told him earlier. <laughs> okay, but I kind of want to from now on be like, oh,
1: thank the Lloyd. <laughs> but then I would have to explain that it was a reference to this movie and I, I don't want to admit having seen it.
0: Yeah, well, um, we're recording this oh, shit. and it's going to be... <laughs> Is this thing on? <laughs> People will know. I know. People are going to know. Yeah. So Stanley's like, shit, I got to... Get out of here because that guy has spit gum on the floor. I guess because he. <sighs> the implication is that he is mad because this man has spit gum on the floor, so he breaks his bonds, but he doesn't pick up the gum. He right. just runs away. He jumps out the window. Yeah. So he
1: doesn't clean it up. No. And also, why does this make him strong? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I. Uh... You know, I if he had maybe he bent over to get it, and so the shot missed, and it right, yeah, you know, set off something else, and somehow freed him. That would have made sense, but no, he gets mad that the Lloyd is going to have to do more work, and so he tears through his ropes, and then, like you said, does not pick up the gum, just dives headfirst out the window. Listen,
0: the Lloyd works in mysterious ways. (laughs) (laughs) don't question it anyway anyway he manages to jump out the window grab onto a flagpole that is outside which Mm -hmm. like attaches to a dude so it anchors him so he falls down gracefully yeah there's like a rope dangling from the flag and
1: it wraps around this guy's ankle and yeah so it serves as like a pulley counterweight yes thank you
0: yeah
1: uh also, yeah, yanking that guy up. So, yeah, it just kind of floats down gently to the ground. Yep. One other dude with a gun runs up and says, you know, you're not supposed to be here. Put your hands up. So he does, which, of course, drops the guy onto that guy's head. And nobody else notices that nope. any of this is happening. And so. Stanley
0: just runs away. Yeah. Gets back to the car. Yeah. And when he shows up, Joan says, you're, I, you were just voted the head of the army. Now go find my husband. Yeah. And find our dad while you're at it. And Stanley says, there's no time. We have to get to Warehouse 21. Yeah, those
1: guys will just have to wait. So he gets in the car and they drive away. Oh, no, they don't fucking drive away. He gets in the passenger seat and says, Joan, give me the keys. And so she does. And he puts them in the glove compartment and he turns it a bunch. But wouldn't you know it? It just won't start the car up. And he says, the car won't start. And then in a moment of fucking like clarity and normal level of intelligence-ness the children from the back seat are like mom and dad switch places and so they do and now Joan is in the passenger seat and she tries the glove compartment but it still won't start the car and then the kids go give the keys to dad which why couldn't they just fucking give the keys to their mom but they didn't and that's fine so they finally give him the keys and wow the car starts and Stanley says good work team and they drive away and we see a sign That says Warehouse 21, very helpfully labeled, five miles.
0: Yep. From where they were. Uh Uh-huh. And it's somehow nighttime now and everything is wet.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Just to add like more, like you were saying where it was like, oh, it was the morning and now it's nighttime and it's jarring. It's full on day when he escapes the army base and then Mm -hmm. they drive five miles and it is dark now. It is just nighttime now.
0: Yeah. 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 Because if we go by like the timeline... They're at the museum before it opens, uh-huh. then they go to the news station, and then they're at the army base.
1: Yeah, they're at the news station before 1pm. Yes. And so all of these things, we have a, an, a time, you know, even mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, it's, it could have been close to, no, 1 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Yeah, and if they spent even an hour there, and then they're there at the other, it, anyway, the sun should not be down. In the five minutes. That it takes to drive there. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> It's fine. It's a uh, night now for the tension. Uh, mm-hmm. They're walking up to the warehouse. Just, you know, why not? And a couple of guards see them. One of them is going to use a gun to shoot them. But the other one's like, no, we have to be quiet. And also, I would think you wouldn't want to shoot a gun at a warehouse full of weapons. But anyway... So one guy's like, I'll use a crossbow, but he misses and Buster says, huh, would you look at that? Because it's gone into a pole and he tries to pull on it and he can't get the cross bolt out of the pole, but he can pull the entire pole down. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Separates it from the building
1: and just drops it on these two guys. Bonk. <laughs> and they are driven. Now they're out of commission.
0: Into the earth. Yeah. Up, up to, to their, their knees. knees. Yeah. And Petunia just goes, shh. Uh <laughs> huh. <laughs> So they ascend a ladder, they enter the warehouse, they can hear men talking, they're on a catwalk above a huge room where there are lots of people down below, moving weapons, boxes, blah blah blah, foreign dudes who bought all the weapons are there. Right. Colonel, general. Yep. How much money are they about to make? Because there are a lot of people here who need to get paid. Yeah. Can it, it Can it be worth it?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if they're making millions and they say you know we'll give each one of you a hundred thousand dollars like i guess but like you know that saying of like two people can keep a secret as long as one of them is dead right there's like 30 dudes in this room yeah who are definitely not making as much money as the colonel and the lieutenant and they're they belong to the army. Like yeah. why are they just blindly following this guy into breaking the law and doing
0: all these super dangerous things because that guy didn't get promoted. Yeah. what What's their motivation? Right. Not to mention like you might make money and there are shady ways to make money for sure. Yeah. But you're selling weapons to like other countries and yeah. you're in the military.
1: Right. Isn't that the whole reason? That what? You need- you're going to
0: have to fight against your own weapons later. Yeah
1: ah yeah (laughs) that doesn't Uh make any sense nope none of this makes any sense it's fine none of it makes any sense so uh stanley just steps forward and addresses the room yeah sure and of course the colonel and the lieutenant are just like my god he is an unkillable incredible assassin you know they're just like floored by this yeah even though they just left him in a room with like people you know like they didn't watch him die not no, like yeah. when his car exploded or when the whatever you know like they just were like well but we trust you to kill whatever anyway <laughs> stanley starts this like whole speech he's like look into your hearts he's still on about the garbage by the
0: way so he thinks that they have the garbage
1: or they're a part of the garbage conspiracy
0: i don't know why he's mad at them no
1: i've already forgotten know. how they got to warehouse 21 where well, did he they overhears that?
0: them saying that when he's in the room the tied general
1: up. or the colonel and
0: the lieutenant. Yeah, the colonel's like, "We have to get to warehouse 21." But why does he think that they're Oh, hard because of...
1: he thinks that they are Mr. Sender's bodyguards.
0: Oh, cuz they came and got him.
1: Right when he was like, "Of course Mr. Sender has bodyguards. They're around right. everywhere. They'll attack as soon as you say my garbage was stolen For or whatever." For a movie,
0: this stupid, it shouldn't be that hard to follow. <laughs> it's incredibly convoluted. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so he thinks that these guys all work for Mr. Sender. There's no garbage here, so I don't know what he thinks is going on. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so he steps forward. He's like, gentlemen, look into your hearts. You're still human beings. You can change your ways. You know, turn yourselves in. My family and I don't wish to fight you, but we will if we have to. And it's like, you're a middle-aged man and his middle-aged wife and then your two elementary school children
0: yeah, while he's doing We have this, a bunch of guns. While he's doing this the colonel is telling his men to like, you know, spread out in different directions. Right. And Joan says, "Are they giving up?" And Stanley says, "No, in fact, they seem to be organizing some sort of massive attack." Yeah. In and again,
1: in another movie, that line would have been really funny because of his delivery. Yeah. Cuz she's just so hopeful. She's like, "Well, are they giving up?" And he is still like happy-go-lucky (laughs) matter-of-factly just goes no in fact they seem to be organizing some sort of massive attack and i was like man i didn't laugh but my brain went that was funny and i went shut up brain you would think anything was funny at this point because this movie is devoid of laughter and joy and jokes
0: please don't ignore brain
1: (laughs) so Stanley's like all right here take my jacket and we see that his outfit is even uglier underneath because yeah. he's wearing a short sleeve button-up shirt with I hate which I hate and also suspenders that are everything is pastel colored but different patterns that don't go together and he just leaps off the catwalk just yeah just dives just runs and dives right over the edge yeah with no kind of fucking plan uh fortunately for him there's just like a hook hanging there which catches his suspenders somehow and Gently lowers him 30 feet to the earth.
0: Yeah. His suspenders. Uh Uh-huh. They have a
1: clear shot at him, but the colonel is like, don't shoot because there are boxes of explosives everywhere. Fair. Fine. Two guys run at him and grab him, but then just in that moment, his suspenders get tired, I guess, of being all stretched out. And they're like, nope, we're going back up. So he gets lifted back up and the two guys just kind of go flying
0: through the air and crash land on boxes somehow Yep, two shots are fired and the colonel is like no don't but you know it's too late and Uh the bullets ricochet around the room exactly the way that bullets don't and it happens for so long Mm -hmm. and one of the things that they hit is stanley's suspenders and he is gently dropped on top of a cargo van yep so everyone runs up to him his suspenders are still intact
1: somehow they're just like on and fine they're not like flapping around so it just like unhooked him it didn't even they didn't like shoot through him it just like anyway god his family is shouting directions from the catwalk go left no your other left i mean at one point joan's like left no right because she doesn't know her left from her right because she's just too stupid oh
0: my god yeah from up where they are they can see down on the floor and all the boxes are organized into sort of like a maze Mm -hmm. that you can't see over right but from where they are they can see so they're trying to like direct him to get away from them Uh uh-huh And it just, like, makes a bunch of people run into each other, very Scooby-Doo style. Yeah. But he ends up cornered. Uh Uh-huh. And there are a bunch of dudes pointing guns at him. Uh Uh-huh. And for some reason, this happens in a lot of movies, and we've talked about it, but, like, the need to, like, before you kill someone, like, stop and say something. Yes. This happens so many times in this movie. Yes. This guy would have been dead so long ago.
1: Yeah. Especially if they think oh, he's this incredible trained assassin and he's killed so many of our men and he's just like wily and, you know, like a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. They have him cornered and the guy says, take your time, men. He's unarmed. Which you would think that you would want to shoot him as quickly as possible before he like reaches into his pocket or does a cool backflip and kicks (laughs) you in the face or like any of the incredible
0: things that he supposedly can do. uh,
1: Survives an explosion.
0: Imagine Tom Arnold doing a backflip that would be tight it would have been funny it would have been great no what he does is he pulls on a pipe out of the on the wall yeah and he points it at them and he says aha yeah but nothing happens and still they just stand there and watch rather than shoot him right so he unscrews the pipe further and a bunch of water comes rushing out
1: yeah and knocks
0: them all back Uh
1: uh-huh so then he turns to leaf, and we see that really big foreign guy from earlier that he tried to strike up a conversation with mm-hmm. and he's the man is just like holding a giant crate of explosives yep. and just mumbling at him like Frankenstein's monster mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. And uh, he makes some stupid joke about not being able to find the right word. Whatever. Buster says, I'll save you, dad, and grabs a chain and swings down into the fray. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> into the gray. Swings down into the fray where like two people try to grab him, but they miss. And then nobody else pays any attention to him for the rest of the time. No, yeah. He lands on top of a crate, climbs down through the cab of a forklift, which he like ends up stepping on the levers. And that like starts the mechanism and starts lifting up this crate, which this was another one of those parts where I was like, OK, I get it. This movie is super stupid. Everything is dumb. But I was like, this is too this child would have <laughs> drowned in a pool or yeah. something yeah. before he even reached this age because he walks over to the crate that the forklift is lifting up and it's just like, I just have to focus all my energy and attention and I can, I can do it. If I just believe then I'll be able to pick this up. And he's like guiding his hands with it. Yeah. But As the forklift
0: lifts it. That if he just pulled his hands away, it would keep going. It would stop. Also, there is a man with a giant box standing over Stanley. Yeah. And he is taking all of this time. Yeah. He hasn't thrown it. He's just at him a couple of times. And and Stanley's just standing there looking at yeah, him. Yeah. And Buster has swung down there. Yep. climbed through
1: the forklift.
0: Hanging out all trying to pick up this box. Yep. And I guess the big guy is just like, I'll stand here. Let me see here. what
1: happens. He's not even looking at him. He's got I know. his back. to, So I know. he doesn't know. Again, no, when he turns around. But yeah, I why have. hasn't he thrown it yet? He's got Stanley cornered Buster is now he was at the edge of the forklift, obviously, because he couldn't be underneath it because the box was on the ground. Yep, And he's like, I'm picking this up. He is now underneath the box. Uh So we would have had to take several steps because he's a little boy. Yeah. He's now underneath it though, and he's like, wow, I'm doing it, because the box is above his head. Uh-huh. And then it starts lifting him up,
0: and he's like, What? What's happening? This is crazy. <sighs> and-, <laughs> and then the the box just opens. Yeah. It just opens.
1: He just like pulls some of the planks out.
0: Because he's and it's too just heavy? Full of bullets. This is just Loose, loose bullets. bullets. <laughs> Who ordered the loose bullets? <laughs> pouring out like
1: thousands of them just like in a wave
0: maybe it's discounted if they're not packaged
1: (laughs) (laughs) because the savings on to you
0: clearance bullets
1: (laughs) (laughs) so um this tide of bullets washes over the big guy's feet which somehow unsteadies him like he's huge he's standing there but he just it he he falls he falls falls down down. he falls
0: down he drops the box on himself and it explodes yep buster has stanley yells at buster for some reason um (laughs) some cops are driving by and hear the explosion and head that way they say wow that sounds like it's coming from warehouse 21
1: these are the first people in this movie to do their jobs correctly Mm -hmm. just saying
0: yeah The warehouse is chaos now. Mm -hmm. Everyone's running around. Things are catching on fire. Mm -hmm. Petunia slides down a chain, lands daintily among all these army men with guns. Joan decides to join in. She sees a bunch of fire extinguishers because there are a bunch of little fires around and uh, thinks that she needs to help by putting them out. And rather than pick up any of the various fire extinguisher she picks up she picks up a
1: flamethrower well you see because there's a little bitty fire extinguisher and there's like a medium one and then there's a big one and then so she sees the flamethrower so she's like this must be the biggest fire extinguisher of all and then she just sets more things on fire
0: petunia grabs a <laughs> grenade yeah pulls out the pin and thinks it's a beautiful ring uh-huh and blows up a bunch of dudes
1: yeah but not herself thankfully wow so great
0: the cops request backup because obviously this is a mess huh. and a lot of them are on their way and the colonel is just standing there like the this is fine dog <laughs> he's just annoyed yeah yep cops have arrived and the doors open to a full-on fucking shootout with the police weapons are exploding the colonel grabs a marshal's jacket
1: yeah he came prepared this was smart
0: yeah he puts it on and he's like tapes the lieutenant's mouth shut and hands him over to a cop and says you know
1: throw throw some cuffs on this guy he's he's the the ringleader ringleader. Yeah. yeah
0: and then he says to the cops shoot to kill boys those are evil men in there and he just drives away yep
1: great for kids Meanwhile, uh, poor Mr. Sender is driving in his van trying to get through. His path home has taken him right past this warehouse. Mm. And uh, a cop is like, you can't go this way. You got to park over there with all the other cars because there's a fucking shootout happening. And you really don't want to be anywhere near there. And he's like, oh, no. So the stupids are all outside of the warehouse. They see the bad guys getting arrested. The cops have got a handle on the situation. Great. They're like, yay, the cops are on our side again. And then Stanley sees Mr. Sender and he's like, there's one villain I have to go set straight. So he goes over there and poor Mr. Sender is just trying to read a map in his headlights. And I guess he doesn't have a dome light in his van. No, it's out. He's been meaning to replace it for weeks. But you know how these things are.
0: Yeah. And uh, he goes up to Mr. Sender and says, you lost. Yeah. Mr. Sender says, I sure am. Can you get me on the right path? Mm hmm. And Stanley says, "You've got to turn yourself around. Mm. Remember to take the straight path and head toward the light."
1: Mm -hmm. So Mr. Sanders like, "Thanks for the directions, pal." Okay, I'll do that. Stanley's like, "Great!" I this evil villain who was stealing everyone's garbage and also everyone's mail. That's all that he needed was to be like, just look to the light, get on the straight path.
0: Get a good him talking to
1: anything about why are you doing this stop stealing my garbage none of that he just says you lost give it up I don't fucking know anyway
0: they're back home
1: Hooray!
0: But so <sighs> happy to be there but what the colonel is there hiding behind the door and he's gonna <sighs> shoot Stanley and he has a gun but instead of just shooting him he talks for a while about how he won't get away this time but then the guy from the Floyd's deli shows up slams the door open yeah knocks the colonel down yeah gives him their food Mm-hmm. and the colonel has fallen down and i guess that's fine it's all taken care of
1: yeah he's just standing there with a gun and i mean it doesn't you know it, it's just a door to the face it can't so they just leave him there he gets back up later and decides this is not worth, not it. worth it i don't know <laughs> we never see him again he just falls down on his face and that's it and now we see the stupids in their backyard and having a barbecue and stanley talks to his neighbor and he's like hey man i'm having a barbecue and the neighbor is like i have to go inside i left the bathtub running that's what he says <laughs> i have to go inside I'd, I'd love to come but can't um everyone is dressed super cute except buster's stupid shirt doesn't match the theme but they're all wearing like shirts and dresses and ties that have like watermelons and strawberries on them and it's really cute and i like want it but that's
0: unrelated to what's happening because yeah the cats in the pool Yep, uh drinking a drink the aliens have shown up oh the the aliens from before yep the nose picking ones yep they've shown up they're in Great. stanley's yard uh but he doesn't see them no because he's talking to buster about flipping the burgers and explaining how you have to be very careful with the lighter fluid and he shows him that it says to keep out of reach of children mm-hmm. which as he's looking at that he sprays the aliens with lighter fluid and then he throws a match and lights them on fire. Uh-huh. The whole time the dog is trying to warn them and Stanley and Buster are both like huh, what does the dog want? I just feel like he never knows what he wants. Isn't that so funny? And then the aliens teleport back to their ship and fly away. Uh-huh. That's the it.
1: End. That's all. <sighs> it's over. <laughs>
0: God.
1: Thank Christ. I would rather think go... The Lloyd. ...through a hundred March sadnesses...
0: Oh, yeah. ...than watch this movie again. We can just do only sad movies from now on if Holy I never shit. have to think about that movie again. It was just so painfully bad. I mean, we yeah, we pointed out every thing that we could i know there's really it's, nothing yeah more it's just it's bad it's terrible about this movie so here let me get
1: through this real quick so Wait, that it, it can yes
0: is it a replay or oh rewind? my god it's oh my god rewind set it on
1: fire cover it in lighter fluid and set it on
0: fire and let it teleport back into its alien ship did it make you cry no what <laughs> made me mad yeah yeah, it's it's so bad. Holy
1: shit. Yeah, so uh, it came out August 30th, 1996. It had a budget of $25 million. It made
0: $2.5 million. So at least there's that. That's good. That makes me feel better. But also it makes me feel bad that they spent $25 million. $25 million. Making this.
1: On this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's too many. Tim Allen and Jack Nicholson were both considered for the role of Stanley Stupid but they said, no, thank you. Yes.
0: Fuck fuck that. They probably
1: actually read the script instead of Tom Arnold, who I don't know, was too busy to do it. I guess I don't, I don't fucking
0: know. Can't read.
1: It's directed by John Landis, who also directed blues brothers and coming to America and trading places and the music video for Michael Jackson's thriller. He's a good director. He's done a lot of really good things. And then he did this. He also said he was proud of this movie. He said, I'm happy to say it's very successful on television and extremely successful on video because people buy it for their kids. It's meant for ten year olds. That really went under the radar. But I really like that picture. And it had a great score by Christopher Stone. It had one song in it. The score, Bucket Snake, was just really it was good. It's the same
0: song for the whole movie. It's just
1: so good. I just I mean, I get it, you know, if you're like, I set out to make what I wanted to make, you know, it's a movie for ten year olds, but it's not even. It's not. It's like, not this good is for what ten you wanted olds. to make. It doesn't make any sense.
0: No, ten-year-olds are smarter than this. Yeah, this is insulting to yep. ten-year-olds.
1: I agree. Uh just some guy, but his name's Matt Fitzgerald on Twitter said, "The thread was what's the be- what's the worst movie you've ever seen?" Go, and yeah. he said. The Stupids was the movie that made me think that Hollywood types gamble with scripts, as in, if you lose, then you have to make this movie. Tom Arnold lost some bet. I'm convinced of that. And Tom Arnold retweeted at him and said, I got paid $5 million to make this movie. So that's... God. I mean, we know where a huge chunk of that $25 million budget went, which, once I saw that, I was like, well, fuck, I would... I would accept $5 million to make this movie. Like, if I read the script, i will be like, this is trash. And they're like, we'll give you $5 million. Be like, well,
0: and considering that okay. movies usually take between, like, 6 and 12 weeks to film, it seems. That's, yeah. like, the average. Yeah. That's worth. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I would do it. You know, he's... I would it's... tell them to put it under Thomas yeah. <laughs> Blarnold. <laughs> but, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's his face all over it. Honestly, uh, the most impressive part of this movie to me is I feel like Tom Arnold really throws himself into it, you know? He at one point asked Jonathan Landis, is this movie supposed to be funny? (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is hilarious. Yeah, because it's not. But I mean, you know, he, at least you get to go, well, it's gonna be fucking dumb. And so I'm just gonna be super, what movie did we watch that oh home alone mm. where joe pesci and daniel cern are like well no one's gonna see this so we can really throw ourselves into it yeah. and i feel like you could do that with this movie too where you're like look at my fucking outfit yeah you know you just be like whatever who gives a shit it's five million dollars and it's not even you know like i don't even have to be wet at any you know it doesn't <laughs> rain on me and i don't even have to rollerblade and you well, know that's I'd, true i guess you know he's mostly just kind of he doesn't have to do anything crazy he's just hanging out with like his goofy sweet family he gets to like be a fun guy the whole time so it's definitely not like pushing the limits of anybody's acting that's true so um i
0: pretty easy five million him,
1: yeah for doing the movie except for that people are gonna be like weren't you in that movie and he'll be like yeah but five million dollars
0: yeah it's not like i mean i i guess he knew what he was signing up for and he got what it was yeah i was just thinking of like Bob Hoskins in Super Mario Brothers and how he signed on to that and it just changed kept changing so yeah. much and it just spiraled out of control to right. the point where he was just drunk the whole time. Yeah. But I guess Tom Arnold knew what he was doing so. Yeah. At least there's that. Yeah. This isn't bad because of thing bad happening. It yeah. was just bad from the beginning. Right.
1: But, I mean he does a good job acting. Sure. In this role
0: i guess it's just a terrible role in a
1: terrible movie um roger ebert didn't even review this movie because he said (laughs) it's trash and i'm not even gonna waste my time but one of the reviews said called it a hundred percent guaranteed laugh free
0: yeah which it is yeah there were two parts where i went and it was when he put the mail in the sewer yeah and I don't think it's even because he put the mail in the sewer. I think it's because it made me imagine that there are just people living under there reaching up to grab their mail. And I was <laughs> oh, like, that, that's pretty funny. The yeah. Yeah. And then them trying to put soy sauce in the packets. <laughs> that's funny. That's yeah. just funny.
1: And that didn't, that was just like in his brain. That yeah. wasn't even happening.
0: But like I said, if if all of that had actually been going on, that would have been really funny. Yeah. I still wouldn't have liked the movie. But the premise of him yeah. thinking that something else was going on. And everybody thinking that he was dumb, but it was really going on. I don't mm-hmm.
1: know. Yeah, it could have been interesting. Yeah. But I mean, this is not, you know, sometimes we do movies where we're like, that was bad, but it had so much potential. And if you just gone in this direction or that direction, this movie does not even have potential. It really doesn't. It's just like, it no. should just be scrapped and thrown away and never looked
0: at again. Unsalvageable. But,
1: yeah, truly. Just so bad. Not worth. And so many baffling decisions.
0: Not worth anything. Not Un- worth the recast rewrite even. Nope. Oh.
1: Nope. So, that's it. Good. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, truly, for suffering through that with us audience.
0: It was a trip. It kept happening.
1: <laughs> it So much happened.
0: It just kept going. It
1: kept getting worse. Well. Uh, you want one more fact before I let you go? Sure. Just to leave you on like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A high note.
1: German chocolate cake was not invented in Germany, but instead by a man named Sam German. Oh. Named after a dude.
0: That's interesting.
1: He worked for Baker's Baking Chocolate Company Mm -hmm. in 1852.
0: Oh, I didn't even know that company had been around that long.
1: I didn't either. That's cool. Also, Hawaiian pizza was invented in Ontario, Canada.
0: Oh, the opposite of Hawaii.
1: (laughs) It is actually the opposite, yes.
0: It is quite literally. Okay, cool. Good to know.
1: In 1962, by a Greek dude. So no part of Hawaiian pizza is Hawaiian. He wasn't in Hawaii. Well, it's pineapple, I guess. It's pretty Hawaiian, but... Right. Had he been
0: to Hawaii? I have no idea. Hawaii.
1: But uh, yeah, there you go. So, okay. Here's Great. some more facts. If you want to talk to us, you can reach us on Instagram at Replay Rewind Podcast or at Twitter on Replay Rewind Pod. You can send us an email at replayrewindpodcast at com.
0: You can listen to our other episodes, which are not all about bad movies some of them are good some of them are bad also um on stitcher spotify google apple wherever else fine podcasts are sold for free you can also go to our instagram which meat wedge mentioned and the link in our bio replay on podcast will take you to all of the fun links that we have you can go to our Redbubble and get some cute shit you can go to our coffee and buy individual episodes if you would like and you can also join our patreon where we have bonus episodes yeah
1: we'll shout out your name on the show we'll send you a sticker you can get a new bonus episode every tuesday it's great it's fun just go check out our silly little website (laughs) and you can find all those links in the meantime don't forget nope (laughs) i forgot i don't know how this podcast works in the meantime stay fresh cheese bags
0: And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind.
1: Lock up your garbage. (laughs) Hold
2: up. What was that?